0: Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to Five Six One Music. My name's Ben. I thought
1: it was Benjamin. <laughs> it is actually Benjamin. You, you could have three, fallen
0: on your face there. It could have been Benedict. Three three syllable. Oh, Benedict, that's a badass name. You should change
1: your name. It's more English too. It's surprising I'm not called Benedict. Uh, you should change your name. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> well. I'm just Hector. I, I just you know that's not cool. <laughs> Hector
0: Hectordict. Hector, Hector. No, wait, let's, wait. No, let's not do that. Easy. Let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> so,
1: how are you, Hector? You doing good? I'm doing really good, man. Um, I uh, I see that you got some more uh, ink done this week. Yeah, and man. That's fantastic. Yeah,
0: slowly but surely
1: eradicating
0: any patch of skin on my body that's natural. Yeah, man. Right? That is some yeah. sick detail. Yeah, I did a that. good job on the dis uh, octopus. Yeah. And still hasn't done the suckers yet, but he's going to do them in like some
1: kind of bright color. I think. I feel like uh, having having done um, a few. Girls now with octopus on it or octopi yeah um i uh i i, I feel his pain man it's going to be a very tedious uh a lot of little a lot of little repeats oh yeah repeat, good point repeat 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 yeah, yeah i didn't it, think about after that. about an hour or so he's going to want to kill himself <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> no he's great so, isaac davis over at yeah, sea man. dragon
0: tattoo and if anyone's looking to uh um, get themselves inked up. He's a great guy. He does yeah. a really good job. Yeah.
1: And Tyler Greenfield, if you're looking for black and white work, which I will be going back in tomorrow and getting some more stuff done to my arm. So, yeah, cool, man. Got my appointment tomorrow, we're, man. we're
0: slowly but surely trying to be the most hardcore band-looking bluegrass band <laughs> in the world. <laughs>
1: you guys definitely converted me, man. I was like, <laughs> not inked up at all basically and now it's i can't i can't even keep up with you guys man <laughs> i know it's, it's, it's fun though it's good fun
0: um so yeah uh this weekend we played a festival up in fort pierce didn't we, we?
1: did yeah that was fun uh it was uh, uh october fest on second street and it was put on yeah. by selfish brewery amongst uh, uh some other places yeah and zach
0: jones booked it i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. from <laughs> sandman
1: sleeps killer, yeah killer killer band
0: yeah he's a good guy yeah um yeah, and that was fun. You know, it's, it's always fun to play something a bit bigger like that. And then we also did the uh, the Green Market, we did the and green market. Um, we met uh,
1: Chelsea Reed, the mayor of uh, Palm Beach Gardens. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. got you guys are tight knit now, right? You guys, <laughs> you, you guys go way back, all the way to Sunday. I don't
0: know. She knew you already before she came know, up and introduced man. herself to you, man. Listen,
1: I get scared sometimes, man. Like I, you know, I have a family that's like pretty connected in town, and so people come up to me all the time, like, "Oh, you're Hector," and I immediately like, you know, "What did I do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did you hear?" (laughs) that (laughs) and who's asking
0: (laughs) (laughs) no she was really nice and um yeah that that was a a real fun gig and uh also makes a very good segue to introducing mr christopher maloney because you saw us there didn't you you came to the gig it was amazing Ah, it was absolutely
2: amazing if you ever wanted to know why they're called the killbillies Where's my, is that, is that me? If because
3: there's a these red guys light kill
2: every it. time you're on stage. You kill. Oh, I love that. S- thanks, and it's man. a challenging thing to kill on Sunday, like at 9 a.m. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It's
1: challenging just to be there Sunday <laughs> at 9 <a>. <laughs> <laughs> Right.
2: But I do have a question. Yeah. So you guys kill on stage. Which one of you is Billy?
0: Oh, I, c- I can explain the whole name situation. Um. Micah Scott uh, and I, and this guy called Did you ever know Keith Ahern? No, um, he's a local musician, sadly passed away now. Oh. Um, but he w- it, it was us three who started the band. And Micah's idea was to call it King Billy because I think it j- just had you know, we were playing Celtic music and it's some kind of historical reference, sure. And um, uh, Keith and I almost in unison said what about killbillies and then that was that yeah it's actually the perfect name yeah
2: it's fantastic no you guys crushed it
0: oh thanks that was wonderful i appreciate it so you are um you had a, a really amazing career in music done all sorts of interesting things and i think uh the best thing for us to do would be to start right at the beginning and kind of go through and just you know how was your upbringing did you were you encouraged to play music as a as a child and did you have a a musical sort of life there no right so how did it so how did it all kick up did your parents like music
2: they did you know i was a i was a kid in the 70s and a teen in the 80s so you you know my parents always had music on so you heard all those great tunes yeah i mean the 70s had great tunes but also had a lot of crap tunes sure but even the crap tunes you know were, were were fun and Cool chord progressions and interesting melodies. Yeah. It's all sort of reared on that. Yeah. Um, no one in my family was musical. We were right. a sports family. Okay. So we all played sports. I did four sports in high school. Yeah. Um, but then we had this little thing come to town in the 80s called MTV. Sure. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I don't know. And they used know. to play music. It, was, it actually was called... Music television.
0: I know, right? I mean, strangely, what's I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
2: Well, what was interesting for us is that for the first time ever, you can see yeah. the musicians. Yeah, and you could see them playing. And so, I liked music, so I figured I'd play the recorder. I played that, quit. Then I played the drums instead yeah. of being on a nice kit. They gave me this rubber practice pad, and I'm like, this sucks. Quit. And so my parents are like, okay, he's. A, Sports Maloney, like like all of us. And then 13 or, or so, um, I saw these people playing a four-string guitar, and I thought, no pick, no chords. I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but I actually used to listen to tunes, and I always thought it was an upright. Right. So when I got to see these music videos and see them play essentially an, an electric guitar, yeah. I was like, what is going on here? Oh, that's awesome. But I saw it, and then I would go into the... The record shops.
0: How we're old were you when you first kind of got turned onto the bass? Would you say roughly,
2: like like thirteen or fourteen?
0: Okay, yeah, that's like the real sort of getting into music age. That's it's kind of a, a sweet spot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, that's when I started getting really obsessed with it too. Yeah.
2: Strange, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things. I saw an ad in the paper. Okay, they're selling a, an electric bass and an amp for, a hundred bucks, and so my parents took me to, get it. Yeah. And the guy's yeah. like, you want to try it out? I'm like, sure. I didn't even know how to, I, like, hung it around my neck. And yeah, my mom's yeah. like, do you like it? I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: pretty. But she said, you know, she
2: said, okay, you, you failed at all your other musical instruments. So you have to buy your instrument. Right. I said, okay. I had a paper root. paper route. So I bought the instrument. And then they said, we won't even let you buy it. Yeah. Unless you take lessons. Okay. So there was already this accountability. To that's like, a, that's do good. something with it. Yeah. And then she said, you have to pay for your lessons. Uh, right. And I said, oh, oh wow.
3: Oh. <laughs> Hold up. Pump the brakes, lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And so, killing me, mom. <laughs> right,
2: you know. Aren't you going to pay for it? But it was all accountability. Right. So I went to my first lesson. They showed me the guy Gordon Moore in Syracuse, New York. Showed me how to move my fingers. Showed me a major scale. And my mom was expecting to, to be like, "Ah, oh, you know, it sucks. It's boring. Oh. And I came out, I was so stoked. I, yeah. This is so great. And she goes, okay, we'll, we'll pay for your lessons."
0: You know, i got to tell you, I, something that I've noticed working as a music teacher is quite often, and Justin, um, who runs a live music community, always says this as well, It's you got to find the right instrument for the right kid. It, it, you know, they, they might just be having a terrible time on something, and, yeah. and it's not because they don't like music. It's, it's they don't just they don't gravitate towards that instrument you know and then if you keep putting different things in their hand sometimes they'll be it'll just work i have a student right now sapphire who's um she's played lots of different instruments but has just started playing the saxophone and is working you know like her whole attitude has changed she loves it and she's playing so much better i
2: think that isn't that from our charity yeah so that's uh my wife christina who's Unfortunately, oh, off-camera because she's the better-looking of the Malonis. <laughs> that's our charity piece, Love and Music. So right. she, and you're absolutely right. She tried piano because her brother played piano. Yep. She tried guitar. She struggled with that. That's so, so cool sto- you know her. That's so, yeah. amazing. I'm stoked that you yeah. you guys got her on sax. Yeah, and I,
0: yeah, I'm teaching her sax now, and I just noticed um, this change. it She was struggling with, like, note production on the flute and stuff like that. But for some reason, I don't know what reason, just the sax works for her she gets it. And also, all of that time we spent on the flute really helped her with the sax because it's basically the same thing. Right. No, you're
2: you're totally right. It's really about finding what instrument works for you. Yeah. And it could be different at different stages of development. And sometimes just coming to music depends on where you are in your life yeah so i remember teaching a kid one of my first lessons when i moved to los angeles and i taught privately to you know make ends meet was a student and he was a total punk teenager uh didn't care about his lessons could care less yeah 10 years later he enrolled in the musicians institute in the right. base wow. program i'm like what are you doing here he goes man i just i wasn't ready yeah but now I'm, I'm in my 20s and i really want to do this i want to make a career you just it just you just have to be ready for it yeah. and that's yeah. why you if you have an experience with music and it's not necessarily good yeah don't throw the whole concept out. i you say this child, to
0: people all the time yeah, yeah
2: if, if you have a five-year-old and they hate it wait till they're eight yeah or if you have a 13 year old wait till the 20 or if you're 40 and things are happening. and You yeah. try to go to music. If it doesn't work, you play the guitar. You're not into it. Wait a little longer. Try piano. Try yeah. sax. Yeah. Because you will find something yeah. that speaks to you.
1: So there's still hope for me, though. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: well, look, you guys know. You guys are professional musicians. Yeah. You're excellent musicians. That's and you're nice also <laughs> multi-instrumentalists. Yeah. You play multiple things. So yeah. that, but you, there's sort of a gateway instrument that's gonna sort of get you yeah, for sure. stoked.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so when you were sort of coming up since so Syracuse is, is where you're from, is it? Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Um, have you ever been to Funk and Waffles? Do you know what that is? No. Syracuse University. I I, I used must to must uh... have been
2: there after I left. I gotcha. left the Cuse in like eighty seven. I was in and around there around um, um, college right. in upstate New York. Yeah. And then Bailed in 93. Is it, never came it back. In, but, but, but Marshall Street, yeah. University Area, yeah, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah, awesome.
0: <laughs> I, I had a good time playing up there um, with my band Sonic Beam 6. But so you left in 93 to LA. Is that when you moved to LA? That's right. Oh, cool. So
2: there's a, there a, a music school out there called the Musicians Institute. Yeah. And it was basically started by a lot of session musicians in LA because they realized that there was no vocational school. For musicians, like, okay, I don't want to learn, you know, Bach chorales and and perfect plagal cadences and all these sort of uber academic stuff. I want to learn how to play over changes. I need to work on my reading so I can do recording sessions. I want to learn all styles of music so that when someone calls on me for a gig, I'm ready. So they created this incredible uh, program. So they have the Guitar Institute, Technology, GIT. Bass Institute, Percussion Institute. Okay. And it was sort of that for years. They brought on a keyboard, vocal, and now it's like a whole college of music, and it's it's incredible. It sounds I, great. I had known about it since 87, but I went through my college, played in a band, moved to New York City. Was your
0: college uh, music-based? Is that what you studied?
2: No, it it was actually a similar school that your buddy Micah Scott went to. I right. I think he went to... Potsdam, maybe it was a state university of New York, and so it was basically just a a liberal arts college. Okay, you know, gotcha. But you know, it's funny; it's all about who you meet in your situations. So there was a a band director there who wrote his own music. It was like Frank Zappa meets Mahavishnu,
3: right? Yeah,
2: making these eighteen year old kids play this music. Yeah, wicked. And when I was nineteen, we had the opportunity to go to. Montserrat, to George Martin's Air Studios. Yeah. Where literally the Rolling Stones were there like a week before. Wow. So every major oh, album in the 80s yeah. was recorded there. Here's these 19-year-old kids playing music. They have no business playing because it's way difficult. Yeah, sure. And so it was something like that. Here's this, you know, not necessarily known for music school. Yeah. But you got this one guy, Stan Gosick, And Boy, I taught – I learned so many things Yeah, fantastic. from working with them. That's but then, awesome. yeah, so then I learned about the Bass Institute, played a little bit with a band in New York City, and then I thought to myself, because I'm so eager to have this career, yeah. I feel like if I can get better,
3: yeah. then
2: I could promote myself yeah. rather than trying to promote this band where really – I'm sort of the guy who really wants it the most.
0: You have this energy about you. Have you always had this kind of um, presence and energy and drive? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm good for 10 minutes, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I... I um I, I don't know. Maybe we should ask my wife.
0: Yeah. She's a <laughs> Because you do seem like someone who gets stuff done and who's focused, you know, like it comes across this sort of like energy. And, it, you know, I wonder if I wonder if that's something that that you've always had, you know, when you were kind of a young man. Was it is, is it something that's sort of get, come on sort of later in life or do you think you've always been pretty driven? Always. Yeah. And it's
2: great. It's kind of you to say that. So thank yeah. you. I find that a, a very nice compliment. Yeah. But, you know. As a kid, I, th- I was four years old, and I wanted to go to the mall, and no one would take me to the mall. So I got on my bike with plastic wheels and took it basically on, like, the busiest street in Syracuse. <laughs> <and> took- <laughs> like, the cops picked me up and put my bike in the trunk and took me to the police station. Like, what is this kid doing here? I had, yeah. you know, I had a paper route when I was, like, 10 because I wanted to buy I like my like that you say stuff. route,
0: not route. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a creek instead of a crack. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, there was, a, I don't know what it was, uh, you know, overachiever, underachiever, the youngest person in the, va- in the family. Right. So I had to sort of, you know, fight yeah, my way up. Yeah, that can go up, one you know? of two ways. You it know. can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. can't.
0: Yeah, that that's cool though. And, and so you found yourself at this institute, and um, is because I know that. Um, excuse me while I check my notes, but I know that you've played with like a lot and worked with a lot of people. Was was um, being at this place the jumping-off point for for that, or did you, or did you meet some of the sort of really big names um, there? Like yeah. That-
2: so when I so there was a the realization that I was not good enough to mix it up with the big boys right and so i was i was fine i'd been playing for 10 years i never felt that i could i could get to the next level right i didn't really practice in the way that i that i needed to you know yeah. um i was fine but i wanted to get to the next level yeah, so i don't think all? I, yeah. right yeah, all <laughs> so the time I, so i figured this school will do it for me i go to the school i'm gonna be great yeah but the problem was and, and the school is amazing. Yeah. But the problem is, is that now I had too many things to work on. Right. Now it was like, almost like, oh, my gosh, what do I it? do? Yeah. So what I did very early on is I interviewed all the teachers, all all the, all the high-performing students. Right. And a lot of the professionals who would come in and do clinics, you know, I would be the obnoxious one like – someone would say how do you play this lick and how do you play this riff and i'd go so when you practice what do you do first and how do you use your metronome cuz i really needed to get the most out of this yeah and so i learned all these i learned all these different um, practicing techniques yeah great so by the end of the year basically i was a transformed musician
3: Excellent. i can't
2: listen to anything i recorded before I went there. And I can listen to anything I recorded since. yeah. And so it, it, that was really the transformation. And because the school is there and because all of the teachers are working professionals, that gives you this sort of conduit into that world. Yeah. One of the, the first um, subbing gigs I was going to do was with the members from the Mothers of Invention, which was yeah. Frank Zappa's group. Yeah, wow. And my... Uh teacher, a great upright player named Putter Smith, who's actually a Bond villain.
3: Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, recommended
2: me for this gig.
0: Wow. So it's
2: those kind of like, you know, connections that you can make being in that scene. So did you outside.
0: study a lot of like jazz theory and 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 um and, and real kind of dense theory? Have you got all that under your belt? Like? I'll
2: tell you one thing. Um, theory is the best thing for people to learn.
0: For
3: sure,
2: I am a huge proponent, even more than reading. Yeah, depending where are we? Depending on the instrument you play.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
2: play a horn, a woodwind, anything. Reading is it, but for rhythm section instruments, contemporary instruments, I think theory brings people to what they want to do in a more complete way.
3: Yeah. I, I learned, learned. I, was, I was waiting for you to look at me. I was gonna say, damn
1: it. I've been fighting this for year, my entire life. I, I hate theory. And every time somebody has sat me down to try to do it, it takes me all about 35 seconds to go, yeah, screw it. I'm not doing it. I
2: will I will give you two theory lessons <clears throat> and you will understand everything. Yeah. Because really all it is. Forget all the other stuff like learning your key signatures and right. intervals and, and other Those double like the
0: thirds and the hide and string chords all that nonsense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know,
2: it's and it's just basically you have a scale. Yeah. Chords are built from the scale. Period. So all of a sudden you go, Oh, someone's playing these chords, I play the scale. I could create melodies, riffs, anything I want. Yeah. Somebody plays a chord that doesn't belong, <laughs> you figure it out you adjust to it yeah it's really all it is yeah. it helps you with songwriting yep. it helps you so when you say jazz theory i understand what you're saying yeah. because it, jazz music tends to employ more, more theory yeah. modes and stuff like that but modes are just scales for sure it's all it is yeah. so really if you understand just a modicum of it yeah it opens the whole door yeah. to everything playing with other people, improvising, making stuff up, songwriting, the whole shebang.
1: Yeah. See, when I mess up on stage, I look at Ben and go, jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you make a mistake, it is jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: oh,
0: oh,
2: you guys just don't understand it. You don't get Cause it. Because he ain't jazz. It's
0: jazz. <laughs> it's jazzy. <laughs> you don't get it. Well, I... I, you know, I like that thing that Victor Wooten said, which is you're pretty much a half step away from the right note, no matter where you are. You know? he,
2: he's absolutely right. Yeah. And we're actually going to be interviewing Victor.
0: Excellent. And
2: Steve Bailey, because Steve Bailey was one of my teachers yeah. at the Musicians Institute, wow. BNT. And then we were fellow instructors. Yeah. And so Steve's now at the Department Chair of Berkeley. And so they're actually playing in town.
3: Excellent. And if oh, you guys want wow. to go see him. Oh, yeah. And they're
2: playing for Lauderdale on Friday, Sebring on Saturday. So that's Ooh. part of our The Practice Warriors Rockstar Q&A. Yeah. Because what I wanted to do with Practice Warriors, I'm sure we'll get to it, was to do what I did to learn how to practice. Right. Was ha- ask people of a higher level.
3: For sure. I how mean, did, it makes total sense. you, you know.
2: I was so amazed at how the, the best musicians in the world Really worked their ass off. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought like, oh, you just pick it up and blah, blah, blah. and they're right. like, no,
0: you're just a natural. So, <laughs> so without, they're, they're with, not. without yeah. you know meaning to sort of undermine this uh, company that you you've set up, um, <laughs> have you, uh, is there a, are there any is there a couple of tips you could throw out to the listeners of Five Six One Music? Like, what do you think in terms of uh, of of what the uh, uh, what would you say the number one most important well, thing when practicing you, is? Well, you
1: know what, I'll, I'm going to preempt that a little bit too with a, with a uh, kind of a side question or or kind of a combination question or whatever, because the hardest thing for me ever you know I w- you know i wasn 't really kidding about the theory like i can 't stand on that kind of stuff, but right. but the hardest thing for me is motivation I, right. I I can have an extra four hours tomorrow, and Ben will tell you I never have an extra four hours ever <laughs> i 'm lucky if I have an extra four minutes, but I can have an extra four hours tomorrow and think to myself, hmm, I should grab my stand up and I should practice and I can almost guarantee with certainty that it won't happen yeah. just because I just can't find that motivation to go and and maybe part of it is cuz I play all the time on the weekends but I just can't find that motivation to grab my instrument and just practice
0: yeah so, i f- i found a uh i found coming from a period in my life that was a little bit uh chaotic and coming out of all of that and and being in recovery and stuff i uh i see it differently now i see it as like Almost like a time for me, like a you know a bit of a meditation almost. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like practice. It's not that I ever really hated it, but now I almost look. I look forward to it now. You know, like is it's. And do do I necessarily always practice in the most efficient way possible? Not necessarily, but I definitely have my techniques. You know, I'll use a metronome, and I you know I have I have certain things I always do. But um, yeah, I you know I'd love to know more about your process, and you know what um i can learn all about that through the website so you don't have to give away any <laughs> no, secrets, no 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 so.
2: no i'll give away i'll give away the whole the whole shebang cuz the cool thing with the practice warriors experience and the website is that there's so much culminating on the site and yeah. i could tell you basically everything and yet there's still so many more things the you want to A's do but and yeah
1: the sessions and everything yeah, yeah and, just, and just
2: you know customizing see you two guys just talked about two Totally separate things. Yeah. And so what it really is is about customization and what do you need. But, Hector, your challenge is just the language you used. So the first thing you said to me was you, you lack the motivation. You will, you will never be motivated to do yeah. this. Ever. Yeah. We are, we, carbon-based creatures are good at we, – we, we do a handful of things. We poop. We eat, we make little babies, and then maybe there's like 30 minutes of playtime. Yeah. That's all we're motivated to do, right? So to (laughs) do anything else requires effort, Yeah, concerted effort, sometimes very challenging effort. So motivation, inspiration, it's all temporary. I
1: don't think so.
2: What you have to do is you have to find something that drives you. Yeah. Now if you go,
1: put a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> on my face. <laughs> oh, you're going to practice now, Dick.
2: You're going to practice now. Who wants a cookie? Wants a cookie? <laughs> I hate to say
1: it, but you know, no, but but, but, but candy like, goes a long way. You, you know this because you're a professional musician. So if you have a it's gig... the second time, he's called me that. He keeps calling me. You names. are one, and you need to be yourself <laughs> yeah? because you are a you professional gotta, musician. You got
2: to lay into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Because if you have a gig and you have five songs to learn. Are you driven to learn those songs? Sure. That's the thing. And what, it's one of the first things we teach in our master class is the understanding that you, something has to drive you. Yeah. You have to understand why are you doing this? What is the, the picture of yourself? Yeah. Are, are you doing this to attract a romantic partner? Are you doing this to feel good about yourself? Like what are the basic human needs? Yeah. Yeah. to play music and you've got yeah. to get into that yeah and then you've got to s- sort of figure out do i have any, do i have any blocking for learning is there something that happened in my past where if i look at an instrument are there doubts yeah. know, how do i even feel about myself yeah and my capacity to learn yeah. because if any of those things you don't even think about it yeah and if any of those things start. Poking you, yeah. you won't practice. Yeah. I could tell you everything you could do. Just do this. Just do this. And if those things are there, you ain't going to do it. Right. It's the first three things we talk about in the first three units. 14-unit master class. First thing we do, well, we talk about a lot of things, but, you know, understanding the drive and then literally going, what is what is the pain you feel with practicing? Yeah. And what is the pleasure you will get yeah. from practicing? The other thing you said was, if I have four hours, the challenge is, if you say, I'm going to practice today, you won't practice. Right. Yeah. You have to say, I'm going to practice today from two
3: yeah, until
2: yeah. three. Gotcha. If you don't schedule it, you yeah. won't do it. Yeah. You were here at eight o'clock tonight. I was here at eight o'clock. Yeah. You had to be here.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: we were all here. Why? Scheduled. Yeah. Right. I used to tell this to my students all the time at the Musicians Institute because these were students who were trying to make a career. And my students have gone up – one of my students is playing uh, with Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction. Yeah. He's playing in a group called Poppy, you know, and he's played with – Perfect Circle and yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars. Awesome. You know, all these guys, Rihanna, Jay-Z, we could drop names all we want. Yeah. These were the kind of students that wanted to get practicing advice. And my biggest advice was you've got to schedule it. Yeah. You're here right now at your lesson. It's noon on a Tuesday. You will be here because it's on your schedule. You yeah. have to treat practicing like that.
0: Yeah. The way I do it is I just – Come into work early, I come into work like forty five minutes early and practice until my first lesson, you know, and that helps, yeah,
2: now you you guys have to understand at your level, there is um, improvement, yeah, maintenance, yeah, creativity, yeah, so when you say you know I'm working on some things, a lot of times once you get through your sort of wood shedding period, you know yeah. we all have this time in our lives, and sometimes it's once. Or sometimes it's two or three different yeah. times. We really hit it. Yeah. We really get into it. Yeah. And then we plateau and we're like, Oh, this is great. Look how good I am. Yeah. I'm getting so good. But the getting good was during the, the work. Yeah. The hard work. Yeah. When you're plateauing, you're like, I'm so good. Yeah. I'm I'm getting so much better. But you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're just you're just running on fumes right. from the work. Yeah. But that's okay, because yeah. let's enjoy it,
3: yeah. let's
2: fulfill, let's maintain.
3: Yeah.
2: Now, you guys are making a record, so yeah. it's so cool. So there, practicing could be working up the songs, preparing them, working up solos. You know, that's all practicing. Yeah. And then, of course, it's like, hey, you know, I really want to take on another instrument. Or, boy, I've always wanted to do... Theory, or I always wanted to
0: do my hurdy gurdy's coming. I'm gonna have <laughs> to hit that. You know about yep, that? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's thank you coming. to Justin Hucker. Yeah, you know, exactly. His, yeah. his outreach, yeah. Justin is the just a wonderful man. I can't believe he did that for me, but yeah, it'll be here in, in December. So, uh, that's my new instrument. I'm gonna have to tell hit that Justin
2: arm. I'm looking for a G5 jet
0: have <laughs> point that out seriously man just, you know. you'd be amazed if you just asked for things i i, I was i wanted to i wanted to get a, a wine fridge for my cheese I that saw i'm making that, someone so gave me one yeah like i saw to that them. too yeah yeah it's crazy you
2: know what if you want if you want anything in your life talked about <laughs> he will put that thing out there in the universe good man. energy.
0: yeah that has good that, energy man. apparently yeah. i've manifest things lately i don't want to curse it though you know right you just blew it i know <laughs> yeah. exactly
1: so you were you were saying like um you know the, the different types of practicing like you know creativity versus you know maintenance versus um but and sometimes it's not sometimes it's not practicing okay like we were talking earlier about you know feeling, uh, feeling inadequate or something you know, and so and uh, you know I, I I tell Ben all the time I have imposter syndrome, so bad all the time. Whether yeah. it's for my music, whether it's for my art, like I feel like an imposter all the time. Right. Like, and it was coming not, across
0: before you you know you were like
1: oh he keep calling me. It's like you're embarrassed to be it. I, you know? it well, and it's and, it, and it's in part because. You know, like you, you know, you keep saying, Okay, you know, you guys are professional musicians, you're you're at this level or whatever. I I don't ever feel like I'm at that level. And it's and it's you know, yes I go out and yes I play and yes I make music or whatever, but you know, again, I know zero about theory, and you know, I know zero about anything. I literally just pick it up and Ben says, Do this and I just do it. You know, right. or I or I pick it, you know, I pick it up and I do something. You know I'm like, that you, sounds cool. You, you know? know more than
0: you think you know. Maybe, you innately know a lot of things. No,
1: maybe but but like things like when I say motivation, like as a as a for example, so these guys are on stage and you know James is cranking on the banjo, he's got the the kick the kick going, you know Ben's playing the sax, he's playing the guitar, he's playing the snare, he's he's playing the hurdy gurdy soon, you know like he's got he's got everything going on. So then I'm up there thumping the bass and I'm literally like you know one five one five one five, feeling like okay you know like uh, well you know it's one five yeah. that's theory right there. Yeah. That, that's actually <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> so, but you but well, you. and it's not. One 3. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it trying. To, I've been trying to up my game, okay? So, like, I started slapping, and then it was, like, something that just all of a sudden it just clicked one day, and it just started happening. I heard you do it. You it was know? cool. Yeah, it just, it like, all of a sudden just started happening. Like, I couldn't do it, couldn't do it, and then it just happened. But that's part of the motivation problem for me is, like, if I'm doing, if I try to do something, and it doesn't work, like, I have a really hard time, and I'll give you a perfect example, is... The next step to my game on, on the stand-up is I bought a bow. And I thought, man, it would be really cool for some of these, some yeah. of these cool, like, like, some of these songs where yeah. we have, like, these cool, like, droning notes and stuff. Yeah. Instead of me having to pluck and then wait and then pluck and then wait. I thought, man, it would be cool to, like, whip this bow out and do some droning notes. Oh, yeah, and just whip it out. A, right. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a game changer. This is going to be amazing. So yeah. I bought this, like, really nice bow. And I, I researched it. I bought a German bow. I researched the type of bow and everything. Sure. I watched all these videos, whatever. And then I tried it like three different times that i sat down to do it for like an hour each time and each time it seemed like it got worse and that's it i haven't touched it in probably six weeks because i have zero motivation to do it because it's just not working for me you know and so that's what i was saying earlier is like it's just hard to like i don't know it's but maybe it's like you said you know like scheduling is a big thing too you know let's let's
2: let's break it down even more because you 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 unpacked a lot there. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But
2: every single thing I feel you like said I'm in therapy today. <laughs>
3: Hector
2: every every single thing yeah. you said is what every musician feels. Yeah. And that's one of the things too with with our little mission with Practice Warriors is to let every single human being in this world know that that music can be part of their life. Yeah. Because so many people are like I don't have talent. I don't have this Impos- yeah. I'm an imposter. I don't And let me tell you something most of the famous people I've worked with, including people where you're like, "Wow, those guys are like, they don't know theory. They're in the same boat you are. Yeah. They they've just sort of worked it out." Yeah. I'm like, "Really?" You don't? <laughs> I remember one time working with with Dweezil Zappa. Yeah. and saying, and he gave me a song to to learn, and I go, "Wow, man, this is such a cool five eight groove." And he goes. He's like, what? Is that what it
0: is? He's like, okay. (laughs) Really? Because, see, Dweezil Zappa would definitely be one person I would think would know that stuff.
2: Knew none of it. I used to teach him theory lessons.
0: Wow. You know? I mean... Teaching Frank Zappa's son theory lessons blows my mind. (laughs) Right? uh, Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, his first lesson was on guitar, was when Eddie Van Halen called... well, We'll just digress into a little story, but when Eddie Van Halen called his house... Yeah. Because he heard that Dweezil was a fan of his. And so... And he goes, yeah, I want to talk to Dweezil. And then he talked to Dweezil. And he said, I want to come over and meet Frank and meet you and hang out. And his mom is like, are you sure this is Eddie Van Halen? And Dweezil's like, yeah, yeah. He had no clue. And so there's Dweezil, Frank Zappa, Steve Vai, Eddie Van Halen. Oh,
3: my God.
2: That's Jesus. the first guitar lesson. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but again, because he had music all around him, guitar, musicians, he accumulated this knowledge. Yeah. He, but he didn't. But like understand. osmosis
0: almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well,
2: yeah. also hard work. Yeah. And that's another thing that people don't get. You, I have to unpack you for a moment now. We got to go back <laughs> to this. So the imposter syndrome. First of all, you might want to seriously just consider where that comes from, how it applies to your music. But it's also a great driving mechanism to keep you a little bit unsatisfied yeah, because no musician is ever truly
0: right, right, right. satisfied for sure.
2: You well, strive and you never arrive. As soon as you get to the mountaintop, you're like, yeah, I can do this. Ooh, hurdy gurdy, or you yeah, know, yeah. I want to slap. Well, part, you know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah. Well, part yeah.
1: part of the issue though is is, and I'm I, I'm going to assume that a lot of musicians go through this is, you know. I've always tried to surround myself, whether it's a band situation or a jam situation, I've always tried to surround myself with better musicians. Beautiful. And it's always elevated me and made me, and it's not that I worked harder per se, because clearly I don't practice. But it has but it has made me a better musician each time, you know, each, each situation I've been in, it's made me a better musician. Um, but the, the other side of the coin is I'm surrounded by better musicians, so you always feel inferior, you know? So yeah.
2: Well, I think the thing is, too, if they're allowing you to play with them, it can't be all that
1: It says bad, something. Yeah. Right? I pay Ben a lot of money, though. Well, now that <laughs> is true. If only I pay you He's a He's put, lot, put it all money. into his wardrobe, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. you can see. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but, his tattoos. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I think that,
2: you know, you, you, you said that, and you also said something great, which everyone goes through. Um, I tried it three times, and I wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like – now, you you have to also th- think back on your past successes. So for me, p- having played a little upright, and Boeing is the worst. Yeah, so I'm so hearing from it's, everybody. It's the worst. Yeah. But yeah. it should be the first thing one learns. Yeah. And my friend Putter Smith um, said, yeah, all we're going to do is Boeing. I'm right. like, I want to thump <laughs> Boeing. And I took it for three months, and I'm like, yeah, I think good. I think I'll go back. (laughs) I think I'll learn guitar and and bass and whatever. But um, a lot of people do that. They go, they try it a few times, and they have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, look, you're not on a timeline.
0: Almost all my adult students that's how it goes they they don't the get it
2: adults are the worst yeah
0: if they don't get it yes. really really quickly 100%. then they, they just they're just like and they keep looking at me and being like oh, you make it look so easy i'm like are you kidding i've been doing this since i was like 12 years old and i've worked my ass off <laughs> yeah. you know like it, it, there's work involved here yeah
2: know? and you're absolutely right and it really is it looks easy you make it look easy it's not easy i can't do it you're better Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And one of the first things we teach people again in practice warriors is there is no such thing as easy and there's no such thing as hard. Yeah. You get rid of those words. You replace them with familiar and unfamiliar. Yeah. So I bet the first time you grabbed an upright base, you're like, gee, this is hard. And then after working through stuff, gradually it became easy. But it was never easy or hard to begin with. It right. just is what for, it is.
1: First time I played yeah. the upright bass, Ben. Came, I bought it and it sat in the house for th- what three months. I didn't yeah. touch it. I didn't touch it. I kept looking at it like it was like like oh I can't. do no. Did you
2: play? Some, what did you play before?
1: Electric bass. Okay. Well, in in Kill Billies, I played an acoustic bass plugged in. But
0: yeah. Oh okay. Um, yeah. And we slowly edged him closer and closer towards his bass, and eventually, like I, I think we were just like, just bring it out. The worst thing that can happen is you suck, and that, that no one's going to die. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and um, no one's going to die. I, I, I mean, could. he's I
2: he's could. absolutely right. No, and, and what's is, the worst that's going to happen? And I
1: yeah. I didn't um. He kept saying, you know, bring it out. What's the worst can happen? And I kept saying, no, 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 not until I'm ready, not until I'm, you know, just virtuoso on, on upright bass. <laughs> and, and finally I brought it out to like, I think it was Doss or something yeah. over, over in uh, Singer Island, the old Doss there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. I, I mean, you were it, sweating bullets. but sweating yeah. bullets and I made a ton of mistakes, but at the end of the night yeah. I was like, like a five-year-old, I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, did, I did
2: the same thing when I picked up five-string bass. Yeah. I took it on tour with me. It's so the only bass I had when I wanted to really get my frontless playing together. I took it on tour. Yeah, I'm like, just like you, just yeah. just go. Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a really cool thing. Again, it was the because you were good at something, you expected that to translate immediately. Sure, sure. So it's something that's yeah, it's called the bass. And it's got four strings.
1: It's totally a different that's animal. That's
2: it. Totally yeah. different animal. Totally different animal. And that's where your adult students have trouble because especially with adult men, and maybe they're captains of industry, yeah. or they're whatever, and they're they got their thing. And then they come and they get humbled. Oh yeah. One of my former students was the tennis great Venus Williams. Yeah. So Venus Williams in there, sitting with me, she's six foot, you know, gorgeous. Fit, you know, a physical specimen. Yeah. And she's sitting down there trying to do these little piano finger exercises. And she's like,
3: ah, yeah. <laughs> these are
2: like working on my grips. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and I'm like, you're freaking Venus Williams. You're like the best tennis player in the world. And yet she was humble enough to go, yeah, whatever. This is unfamiliar. Yeah. yeah. I will work to make it familiar. And yeah. If you build on past successes – then you can go, well, I, I learned this. Yeah. Well, I can learn this. I truly feel that if someone can learn the mechanisms for learning an instrument, in their lives there becomes nothing they can't accomplish. Yeah, right on. I, there's nothing. I, maybe it's ego. Maybe it's that energy you were talking about. There's nothing I don't think I can do yeah and anything i can't to be do, honest
0: with you i kind of believe
2: <laughs> <laughs> well for example like Chris, i can't draw. christopher
1: 2024 yeah. Vote <laughs> for pedro and
2: I, like i would love to draw i'm yeah. not a comic book fan my whole life i used to draw these com- i am the worst but i'm not going to be stupid and go i don't have talent yeah i don't it's like i don't draw well because i don't apply myself right. yeah it's not important enough to me, yeah, to apply myself sometimes
0: to I describe talent as being the desire to do it like it it, it it's almost like the talent isn't in that you can just naturally do the thing. The talent yeah. is that you want to do the thing enough to do it all the time people, <laughs> well, sure there there is <laughs> a
2: sort of like natural inclination. I never use the word talent, yeah because I feel like when, neither
0: do I, and I hate it too I agree right yeah, because yeah. it
2: it just makes people go. That's not me. Yeah. You know, my but but some people are naturally inclined to certain things. Yeah. Michael Jordan, my wife and I were talking about it, you know, a few days ago. Great baseball player. Yeah. Made in the minor leagues. Most people can't do that. Yeah. If he was, you know, if he worked at that, he would have been a major league ball player. Yeah. Would he have been the iconic athlete that we know as Michael Jordan? Probably not. His inclination was basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jaco Pastorius. He's a great, you know, bass player. Since we're two of us at the table, <laughs> you know, he used to play drums. Yeah, you know, and so he broke his wrist and he went to bass. Would he have been the musician on drums as he was bass, or yeah. someone like whoever on like Eddie Van Halen on guitar? So, I think there is a natural inclination to a skill, and then as you say, your desire or your drive. Yeah. Which I like to say, yeah. because desire is cheap. Sure, anyone can desire. Yeah, it's turning that desire into drive sure. and yeah. going. I am compelled to do this. If you yeah. find that compelling, you got to pay it.
1: People yeah. come up to I like I you know on, on that note like I I hear people come up to all of us really but you know Ben a lot especially since he has the, like the multi instruments on the stage you know they're like like oh you know, you're so good and you're so talented yeah, yeah. and, oh God, I wish I had half of your talent and, and you know, and Ben always, you know, like kind of mutters, you know, behind the scene to me. He's like, well, it's not talent. I've been practicing for the last 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You
2: know? yeah. yeah, I think it was one of the first articles uh, that we released on our little blog section was, there is no talent. Yeah. There is no talent. We yeah. drew talent on a dry erase board and put a circle and line through it. just, Forget
0: about that whole thing. Yeah, because it, it really frees people up to. I mean, I say it to be. I say that exact thing to people all the time, but I don't know if they necessarily believe me. Sometimes I feel like they think I'm just saying it so that they'll kind of, you know, <laughs> to be polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah or, or just to, or just to try and motivate them. You know, sure. But, um, but I genuinely believe it. I believe that you, if you work hard at something. You know, you'll get there. You just got to do it, and 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 you know, here to hear you talk about it, it makes perfect sense to me because it's really, you know, the 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 basis on how I how how I teach is you know it's a, there's not this weird like elitist caste system of musicians. Yeah. it's just a question of and if you have, for example, like small hands, you make it work for you or something like that. There's there's so many ways around, and and I I I think that at a very base level. Just playing some music or finding time for some music is good for everyone. And then if you want to take it, you know, if you want to take it further and further, anyone can do that. You just got to, you know, find the, you know, just got to set yourself up for success. You, you take
2: know? it as far as you want to take it. Yeah. And you take it as far as your as your effort yeah. will we'll do it. Some people, their greatest moment, the, the, their biggest goal would be to sh- walk down to the open mic night and play an eagle song. Yeah. And for them, that's to the be all and all. And that is so beautiful. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge, in addition to everything we've been talking about, is the fact that, um, one, general laziness. Sure. So one has to overcome that. But two, the faith in the process. Yeah. We can struggle as humans with anything. Yeah. As long as we know there is meaning there's meaning to our struggle. So if sure, if yeah. someone goes, see that's the problem. They, they look at you or you and you sound great and then they try it and they don't. They don't see the path yeah. for them to get there. Yeah. They don't believe in the process. Or they don't believe in, them, in themselves. So it's almost cool like if we could have a time machine and come back from the future and go, here's a video of you a year from now. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I'm doing that? How many times a day are you practice? Oh, two, two times a week. I'm going to do five times a week. Wow, that's me. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if you have faith, if you know that if I do this, I will get better. And yeah. if I get better, I will be happier in my life and more fulfilled and be able to share this with people. Yeah. That will also give you the drive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the way that you framed it there is it, totally true because um, – the more, the more focused you are with the practice, and the more you practice, the better you get with your instrument. That's gonna, that's gonna make you so much happier, you know, just as a person. and And it's something that I, you know, I'm gonna take away from this conversation and say to people because it's because it's totally true. It's like that if you achieve, if you succeed at the thing you're trying to do or get a further along with it, that's really something to be proud of, you know. And and, and I felt it a little bit in my kind of renewed practice regimen since getting um stopping drinking um you know there were some goals I wanted to hit like I wanted to get my sweepings like you know sorted out stuff like that and I've got a lot you know not going to say I'm like Van Halen at this point but but I, yeah, I've got a lot better than it was and yeah. I feel great about it you know it, it, it definitely makes you feel good and because in my situation I play so much music and enhanced vocabulary like directly affects my quality of life. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's like just playing the same old licks over and over again, driving you insane after all. Right,
2: and that's another thing too. You get at, at every level, there comes this sort of, ha, huh, what's the next thing? Yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, and so um that's cool that you're yeah. going through this. And even with you, Hector, and and good on you, man, for being an electric bass player and make that shift to upright because it is not the same instrument in most people. But I think the thing, you have to give yourself a little more credit because I think the thing was, like we talked about, you fall back on past success and you go, well, I sucked at bass and now I'm pretty good. And so let me try this. And again, when you're working with people who are learning their instrument, that's the kind of thing you always want to. Tell them. Yeah. You, you, okay, the, the F chord on the guitar, your yeah. bar chord. Yeah. Nobody, li- we're, nobody likes, it. nobody <laughs> nobody likes the F chord.
1: So if you're struggling chord. with it. <laughs> didn't I just say, didn't I just say the other day, I, I played something on your guitar or something, and I go, I hate bar chords. Nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody likes it. And B flat, if you do it properly, like the A shape. I yeah, it's, that's yeah really... it's terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
0: Nobody
2: likes it. But yeah. that's the cool thing, if you know... Oh, this is gee, yeah, I thought it was just me who sucked. Oh no, no, it's it's actually kind of challenging. Oh, really? But if you look at someone and say, well, remember when you thought a G chord was hard?
1: Yeah. Hard. That's fair. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, That's... G chords easy.
1: Whoa, now, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> That's fair.
2: You said six months ago you couldn't play it. Yeah. You said this was hard. Now it's easy. Well, it was never easy. It was never hard. So, whatever you're dealing with now is the new one familiar. Yeah. And you know, you can make it familiar because you made that
1: familiar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I really like this. I, this this, <laughs> this <laughs> kind of attitude. Oh, this, it's a yeah, really, really great like. And and, and, oh, and I have. Can you I, move into my house? Yes, and like, right. Invite me every <laughs> morning. Absolutely, <laughs> like a personal trainer. I will, right. I will, I, I will
2: eat you out of house and home. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but I have I have I have a great way of which I'm, I'm sure it's been said before. But um, I, I just you know was thinking about everything you were saying, and I, I just a great thing to tell your students is talent is not a natural state is it is a uh, a practiced skill. Yeah. So, right? I mean, that's basically what we're saying.
2: I just think that any just even the words. anything, yeah. no, and it's great. Get rid of the word, break the word down, give it new meaning. Yeah. I think anything that just br- that breaks barriers yeah. with people that are set up either through society or through their own self-doubt um Imposter syndrome, these types of things. Yeah. It's not for me. If we could pull those away and yeah. allow everyone in the world to go, okay, I can do this. And to give yourself permission to suck, to go, you are going to suck. You're going to sound bad. Your fingers are going to hurt. Your lips are, you know, you're going to try to play this and you're going to suck. Enjoy it. Embrace it. You'll suck less and less and less. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I think one of you said that earlier, all of a sudden, no, it wasn't all of a sudden. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I said that about the <laughs> slapping. I said, all of a sudden, it just clicked. Right. <laughs> all
2: of a sudden. And see, I admire you. I would love to slap on the upright. So right now, I'm looking at you like-
1: But it was. <laughs> has has been. And Tell yes. me more. And yes, I did. I did. Practice, you know, in my own way. Sure, you know, I did practice, and by practice, I mean like I would just suck at slapping during gigs until suddenly it wasn't sucking. But ask that <laughs> it really was like a light switch. Like one gig, I was just like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. nothing, and the next, I was like.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> see, the thing <laughs> is, it was it's, like, it's, what happened? I'm, I'm trying to find a good analogy, but I probably won't. But it's basically your body and the uh, muscle memory yeah. starts to kind of get it yeah. you know so it's 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 sure it's all of a sudden but those kind of sort of quantum leaps only happen after the struggle sure and yeah, so you yeah. got to be the, the one who's stupid too stupid to quit yeah <laughs> and yeah. just go i give it up and then all of a yeah. sudden you get that thing
0: yeah and you're absolutely there was a meme that, that said that and he's you know but um someone was like you know what, is, what does it take to like how what, how can you become a professional artist or a professional musician? It's just yeah, just be too stupid to quit. You know, that's right. just it. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. I'm yeah. about that. You know that it's because if you keep, no matter how much money you're making, you you, you know you, you can you can follow your dreams just by carrying on following your, dr- your dreams. You just got to keep doing. That's it. You know, whatever Here's, your
2: dream is, yeah. you know, if it, it's it's the challenge with the arts, especially in the United States is that it has to go somewhere.
0: Oh, you're so
2: talented. You should do something. This drives
0: me nuts. And all of the talent shows on TV ever makes me want to... Mm -hmm. Oh, God. We talk about that all the time. It's
2: just one of those things like, look, if I paint a picture, I don't have to do anything with it except admire what I did. I can hang it on the wall and go, look, if I write, make an an album, if it sells a million copies or does what mine did and sold 50 to my mom, I'm still, I can listen to it, I can enjoy it, I can enjoy the process, and (laughs) I can go, this is what I did, creating art and music for its own
0: sake. And you know what, as as a culture, we like eat ourselves with this because because, um, the people who uh, are either sort of too... Afraid to follow it themselves, or or have this kind of hang up in the back of their head themselves. When they come to talk to, um, say, you know, me about it, they'll be like, the, their first questions will be like, you know, oh, how well have you done? What like, you know, how many did you sell? You know, like, right. um, it's like you, a barometer. of your success, amount of year, yeah. like, you know, have you ever thought about going on American Idol? That kind of thing. <laughs> and um, I know I thought about burning it down, <laughs> but you know, um. I know he's trying, but whatever. The um, the uh, the whole thing with that, for me, at a certain point, I understood, and it was in my punk rock years in, in my late mid to late twenties. At a certain point, I understood that it's fine just to be doing it, you know.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that a lot on the show, um, and with other guests and stuff, and you know, people say like, you know, oh, I've made it, you know, that phrase, I've made it. <laughs> And what does that mean? I mean, I guess it means different things to different people, but i mean the the reality of it is 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 playing you know is playing a stadium to fifty thousand people making it sure is playing every weekend like Ben and I do, and making a living playing music, making it i say I think so you know I mean, how, about we, define, how about we define how about we
2: define it right now? We're making it is that you're happy yeah
1: because i i I really believe
2: 100%. that if you're if you're happy. I think the reason why we're put on this earth is to enjoy it. Look, yeah. I'm not
1: going to lie. A 50,000-person studio <laughs> show would make me a little happy. Just a little happier. But, <laughs> <It> look, <but.
2: laughs> of course.
1: Yeah. Of
2: course. But, you know, and in, in my personal musical journey, um, you know, I played in New York City and I yeah. wanted to make it. But by the time I was 24, I said, yeah, if I played – this is my little catchphrase – if I played the cheesiest jazz song – in the smokiest dirtiest dankiest jazz club for five nights a week and can make a living doing that? Yeah. I would be happy. That's like yeah. And it and I think that's that's really what making it is. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who are playing 50,000 seat stadiums and they're very unhappy. I yeah. mean <laughs> read any rock biography. Yeah, exactly. And see yeah. how these folks you know thought yeah, be careful what you wish ab-
0: for. Sometimes you know.
2: Absolutely right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, in terms of the sort of larger, um, more successful musicians you've worked with, um, like Lisa Loeb is on that, um, list. Did you did you write with her? What how what how how, how was we involved with that? The
2: Lisa connection was through Dweezil, right? Because they dated for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. So it was really her and I working on. Uh, a song on one of Dweezel's solo records right, called okay. Automatic. Yeah. And so her and I are on that. Very cool girl, just as you would imagine her. Yeah. Very sweet, very kind. Kind of an, I thought it was sort of an odd pairing, but, but Dweezel's and his brother Ahmed, who was also a, a guy I worked with, an incredibly wild and charismatic and goofy and zappish. Yeah, yeah. Very sweet guy. Yeah. You know, and both of them. So yeah. it, it, once I got, once you look past the personas of their public faces, they're just two sweet people.
0: Sure. That had yeah, a good yeah. relationship for yeah. a
2: long time. But that was where that connection came from.
0: Another thing I wanted to ask you was um, in terms of uh, you being on the road and things, um, what, what's that journey been for you? Like, who have you played with in terms of like going on tour? I'm just curious about that.
2: Well, to be honest, most of the touring I did were with groups that you wouldn't even know. Yeah. So it was mostly independent groups. My friend Lao Tizer, who's a great jazz keyboardist, He he's still touring, he tours internationally, all over the country as well. Um, a band called Cosmo Squad. Uh, my friend Shane Gales, who plays with Slash and Yves Malmstein, and my friend Jeff Coleman, who plays with uh, Ellen Parsons' project, and Glenn Hughes, and all these other people. So, yeah, we had a group, and so it was that kind of thing. Gotcha. A lot of independent artists, yeah, and things of
0: that, that nature. That's been my touring, you know, career, too. Sonic Boom 6 is not a household name of any kind, but we did a ton of. You know, did the same thing, went round the houses a million times, you know, yeah. and it was good. It was good years, but I wouldn't say I made millions doing it. I'd got to see the world. though. Yeah.
2: The thing is, just enjoying yourself and with with Lau, with Lau Tizer's group, you know, we we were this sort of contemporary jazz group. Yeah. For a guy who doesn't consider himself a jazz musician, I've played. A lot of jazz, <laughs> jazz but I would never yeah. consider myself a jazz musician Yeah, um, because I know real jazz What would you musicians.
0: consider yourself if I you had to? Just a musician. To. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: just to, and, and that's really what I wanted my career to be. Yeah. I didn't want to be in a band. Right. At that point, I'm like, look, I just want to play with people. Yeah. And that's why I learned all the different styles. And, yeah learning how to play mambos and songos and sambas like a Brazilian and yeah. learn to play country like I was from Nat- – you know, like getting deep yeah. in those styles yeah, cool. because I wanted to eat. Yeah. And so <laughs> if someone calls you up and goes, you know, can you play Latin music? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can you yeah. play jazz? Sure, you know. But um, touring with, with, with Lau's group was really fun because even though we were a jazz group, we were – Sort of contemporary jazz. So we did a show once in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It was Casey and the Sunshine Band, us and Jethro Tull. Yeah, oh, wow. and then we did another like big, you know, twenty thousand festival thing. And then we did another one in Baltimore, and it's Isaac Hayes, us, and the, I com- and it the, is the Isaac Commodores. Hayes. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like. How does this work? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was things like that nice. And we and we would do on um, these tours,
0: Isaac Hayes plays all sorts of weird stuff. He He, does. he shows up all over the place. I love that guy. <laughs> it's
2: totally cool. But yeah. the funny thing is, we would do 15,000 people shows yeah. and the next day we'd be like in a, in a jazz club for like, yeah. 10 people. Yeah. So it's like <gasps> rock star and next day <laughs> we're like
3: yeah. Yeah. Can you
2: move your drink over? <laughs> I, I,
3: I feel don't that set that mean. on the piano. <laughs> <that>. Look, <laughs>
2: and and that there's a saying. I think it's like a Zen statement. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah. It's yeah. basically don't expect your life to to change. Yeah. With the session musician life, you'll go and play stadiums. Yeah. The tour is over. You're unemployed. Yeah, yeah. Until the next tour. Yeah. Or, or so I know a lot of my friends who are out there, and it's like, wow, you know, signing autographs. And do, I would do it too. Yeah. You come back to LA, and you're like, ooh.
0: Well, there were plenty <laughs> I, I, when I lived <laughs> in Manchester. There were plenty of um sort of you know, do you know who I am? Kind of tragic alcoholic figures, and it, and it's like they didn't get the memo that it's just about working. You yeah. know, keeping going. You know, like. But, People for the Happy Mondays and stuff, like wandering around um, Chawton, sort of you know, expecting people to be bending over backwards with them because they were in a band for 15 minutes. You know, right. the, the truth is it's not. And, yeah, they were really successful at one point, but actually the, the truth is that's exactly what you said, is being happy and consistently working. You know? That's, that's what right. It's about.
2: And most of the session musicians, really all the session musicians that I've worked with and met are all really cool people. Yeah. Because they know yeah. this is all this is all b s yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and I can attach every cool little name next to mine to make you think I'm cool, but at the end of the day we're just working we're just working stiffs
3: yeah man <laughs> yeah. there's a
2: great there's a great session musician <clears throat> joke, two musicians walking down the street, they meet each other one guy, one guy goes, dude, I haven't seen you in three months. What's been going on? Oh dude, great. Two months ago, I found a bag of money, 20000 bucks. Cops said I could keep it. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and last month, you know, this this guy died. I guess I'm like his third cousin. I got $50,000. Wow, that's great. Yeah, but this month, nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: so it's really like on top of the world, and then I'm back home just trying to make it happen.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel
2: that, you know, for you two guys— To make a living playing music, whether you're teaching, whether you're performing, whether you're writing, that's as good as it gets.
0: Yeah, I do. Actually, I was talking to um, uh, Sally um, Fox, who...
2: One of my... One yeah. my former students?
0: Because um, I'm going to be doing some recording with her on Thursday. She was, talking she, all about, she was talking all about the recordings you did and how much she loved you and how much she loved doing that with you. And, um, yeah, we actually had a big conversation about you yesterday. And I was like, oh, he's coming on 561 Music tomorrow, literally. It was cool. That's for sure. She's yeah.
2: wonderful, and she's a great story. She probably... Sally, if you're watching this, turn it off. <laughs> she came in to do uh, mandolin lessons. Yeah. I have no idea... How to play mandolin.
0: is <laughs> yeah. it tuned in fifths? Uh, it's yeah, like th- it's like the violin. Yeah, okay, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 okay. So, <laughs> but I knew, I, knew ther- <laughs> I knew theory. <laughs> and so the theory is, like, oh, it's, it's, it's it, the strings are tuned like this. Yeah. Okay, this is how you build a scale. Okay, so let me diagram this out. So th- we're going to circle back to theory. Mm-hmm. You know, just me understanding that allowed me to... Teacher, yeah, for quite a long time, yeah, because she was already a really good uh, mandolin player, yeah. So to, to teach her, you know, how to apply the scales, yeah. So again, that theory stuff is really,
0: really helpful. That's absolutely it? true.
1: Uh, see, I, I. I, and Ben knows this, I, I started, um, I didn't start on bass. I actually started in first grade. I was like six years old or something, and I started on saxophone. I started on an alto saxophone. Oh, nice. And I, um, somewhere along the way, probably about sixth grade or so, I switched to a baritone saxophone, um, which was Ooh. ridiculous because it would sit on the floor and I'd have to play. Like that was like a tiny little
2: guy. Was um, that your choice, or did the band director go? <laughs> the band director said <laughs> yeah. we need a baritone saxophone. I was just can, we just, can we just have a moment? Yes. Yes. I, I want to hear your story. Yeah, yeah. But, and I love our band directors, underpaid, overworked. Absolutely, we love them. Yeah. But that is a dangerous route when you take a kid and force an instrument on them. Yeah, because yeah. That could my totally... wife was
0: forced to play tuba, and and like now she just thinks she's awful at music and hates music because she had to lug this stupid tuba
1: yeah. around. You know, yeah.
2: Yeah. you feel for what they have to deal with with their bands. They got to fill positions, well, but yeah. it's a dangerous move. on am sorry, no, no, no. But the the, worst, back to your story. The,
1: well, the the point of the story is actually relative relative to that. Okay, good. It, which is which is you know he had me switch over to baritone sax, and I I, I literally had no desire to play baritone sax, and mm. so somewhere along the way I ended up going back to alto. Um, I You know, I only played until, like, my senior year of high school, maybe a year after that. And then my alto sax literally sat there for years, probably 20 years. It sat there without me touching it until finally I just sold it or gave it to some student or something. Um, and I haven't touched it since. But going back to, the, like, the theory, though, um, in my head, I was always like, how do I not know theory? I played in a school band for, like, 12— tw- they never taught me anything yeah. when it came to Siri. They literally showed me, like, a st- I know that an alto sax is an E-flat instrument, and they showed me, uh, you know, a music staff, and they were like, the spaces are, you know, F-A-C-E, yeah. and the lines are E-A-G. You know, like, that, that was it. Is that what they are? That was <laughs> it. That was Damn, I got it wrong. Uh, that was it. Like, that was it. And then yeah. they showed you the fingering for one right. of the positions and stuff, and that was it. And then you learn how to read the music. But, like, I knew how to read alto sax music. And yeah. that was it. I had no actual practical theory taught to me. Yeah,
2: but but, but you have to understand your, that was what you needed to do yeah. because they wanted you to play in the group, yeah. which, of course, is great. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it is really two completely different schools of thought, yeah. teaching people to read, which is amazing. I've learned to read. Yeah. You know, In fact, the funny thing is my first guitar teacher, again, Gordon Moore from Syracuse— um, was a classical guitarist. That was his thing. This yeah. guy could read fly shit on the wall at twenty paces. Yeah, That's yeah. how good he was. Yeah, yeah. And he ref- and, and then my middle school teacher said, "Oh, you play bass? I need you in my band. You take lessons. Have your teacher teach you to read." My classically my classically trained guitar teacher refused to teach me reading.
3: Oh wow! He
2: said, "You're not going to use it." He didn't know I would be professional musician he goes you're not gonna need it. this theory stuff is more important yeah for for overall so my band teacher did teach me the reading but it is two separate things yeah, yeah. The, the, you know we need you to play in our band you've got to play this music learn to read the theory is what allows you again as we talked about earlier to be more creative yeah. if you knew theory if you understood chord scale relationship you could have grabbed your alto sax gone down to a local bar, what key is this? E flat. I know an E flat scale. Yeah. And you could have just noodled, and you would have had a completely different experience yeah. with your instrument
3: you learn. Tell both. me if
0: you agree with this. Learning you know, theory. <laughs> <laughs> learning theory is a series of small epiphanies where you just go, "Oh, it's just that." Yeah. So it's because it's it it it's like. Half the time, you, you feel like you already knew it, but it wasn't contextualizing your head in the right way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a series it's of times. It's never just that. <laughs>
1: it, it really
2: is, though. I mean, it, yeah. it is so simple. It's literally, here's a scale. Yeah. Starting on every note in the scale, you can build a chord. Yeah. Now, let's write a song with those chords, because yeah. it'll sound good. Yeah. If you write a song with chords that aren't from that scale, it'll sound weird. Or I think it's cool. So, so,
1: Jazzy. Jazzy. (laughs) Is that what you do? (laughs) Jazzy. Jazzy. (laughs) With
2: the hands and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jazz hands, man. So, yeah. (laughs) So, that's it. And that's the basis. Now, obviously, music can get pretty sophisticated, and you have to deal with that. But that's where it sort of starts. Yeah. And when people learn it, the whole world opens up.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And Justin has a really good couple of sheets that just he, he he really managed to put it together very succinctly. I love those sheets that he has, where it's just like it's that. It's like you know what you were saying—the two theory lessons you ever need to. You know, just a, it's like a couple of sheets, and it's like there you it's go. The Read that, and you just you get everything. You know, and
2: people get so nervous about
0: modes. I know, I know. What
2: are these modes you speak of? It's like the Rosetta. no a mode is a scale. It's a scale. Yeah. And In fact, like. I'll say one thing that'll blow your mind. You guys already know this, but it's it's basically the major scale. Yeah, starting on another note, people go what? And then I say, forget what I just said. <laughs> it's just a new scale. Yeah, you'll learn the major scale, you'll learn the minor scale. I'll teach you a few more that are just like those two scales, but yeah. with one different note. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people go. That you wasn't know what? A, I, you just know what like I really
0: struggle to explain sometimes is. Um, it's not that it's not that I don't understand it at all. It's getting this piece of information into someone's head is that um, you can use the C major scale and start on C and C and move it all the way up to B and B and you get all the different modes, but you can also play the modes in separate keys. And and even though I understand that and I know how to implement that, I find it really hard to explain to someone else. So uh,
2: I so I wouldn't? Yeah, when I would teach people modes, I would teach them exactly what you did. Hey, you got C to C, there's your Ionian mode, D to D. If you're still using the notes from C, there's your Dorian, there's your Phrygian, there's your Crapolidian, there's your Fallopian.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't don't find it hard to explain to someone who who has like a a firm grasp of of music theory, but to someone who's relatively new to it, right? So, I
2: I, even if they kind of do, yeah, I would, I don't teach you like that. Yeah, I say, look. Do you, you, you know your major scale? Yeah. Okay, let's learn that. Do you know your minor scale? Okay, well, let's learn that. Yeah. So you get that because that's 98% of what you're ever going to use. Sure. <laughs> okay, so now we go, I hear of this Dorian mode.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a minor scale. Just raise the sixth note of the scale.
0: Right, so you leave the whole kind of yeah other thing. bit out. out. Yeah. And then
2: someone goes, okay, well, that's cool. Why do I need to know it? And then you go, well... If you play, since it's a minor scale, if you play over a minor chord, it'll sound cool.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, why don't we do it? See, another big thing with Practice Warriors is we have hundreds of these musicianship classes. They're little videos, and we teach people how to practice scales, reading, chords, arpeggios, dynamics, rhythm. And the the thing I hammer is you learn something— you play something. So if you learn your little Dorian scale.
0: Sure. I want to say that I use that scale the most of all scales.
2: You're, I do too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely
2: <laughs> do too. And so, and so now you learned it, immediately start jamming on it. Yeah. Put on a backing track on YouTube and just noodle. Create music like you could have done with your sax. Sure,
1: sure, sure. And
2: just do it. Yeah. It's just – it's incredible. So when you break down modes – and you just say, look, there's scales, they're the scales you already know, just change one note. Yeah. Lydian, raise the fourth, yeah. mix the Lydian, flat the seventh. It's it's so straightforward. But when we talk about it in the way that you and I were discussing earlier, people go
1: what? <laughs> it's, it it's just yeah, confusing. Yeah. 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 It yeah. really is. I yeah. took I took uh, when Justin had his place, um, over on uh, Indian Town I think it was yeah Indian Town um, a few years ago um, he had a teacher there Zach he had a yeah. teacher and and, uh, and I was like oh, you know what I need to I need to take some bass lessons and so I talked to Justin and he hooked me up with Zach and I was going to take a couple of lessons or whatever just to get a little theory and get, try to get myself a little more advanced than you know whatever I was doing at the time and um yeah, man, as soon as Zach opened up his mouth, like, the first thing out of his mouth was modes, and I, I think I took a lesson and a half or two lessons, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm you done.
0: You can definitely get whacked over the head with theory if you're not careful. you got, you right. got to, you, you, you know, you've got to be careful. I definitely occasionally check myself in lessons where I'm like... Am I just ranting too much information? You know, like back it up, back it up, like pick a thing, a, you know, a relatively small thing and get that ingrained, you know, rather than just barraging people with information. Yeah, you know? I
2: think it's really important to meet, meet the student where they are yeah. and relate everything to what they're comfortable with. Yeah. So if it's a brand new student, well, we're going to start at the beginning. Yeah. If someone knows a major scale, you go, well, do you know there's a major pentatonic scale? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Okay, well, just do this. Okay, now let's spend a few weeks just getting familiar and immediately creating music with it. Oh, do you know if you raise the fourth note of your major scale, that gives you Lydian? Yeah. Who gives a crap? Well, you're, you're, you'll now, you'll now, (laughs) (laughs) you'll now sound mysterious when you, what? And so I think that it's important. My, My, I'm very grateful and fortunate because I always had to really, Good teachers yeah. who had a very good method. So I'm basically just passing all that along, yeah. you know, and just making it so that not only can someone understand something, but they, they, they understand how they apply it. Because yeah. if you, again, you can suffer through anything if you know there's meaning. But if you're learning a bunch of crap yeah. that you can't implement,
0: yeah. It's like, why are you teaching it? me all of this stuff? Like, you know, what am I ever going to use it for? That's the worst feeling you can have in the lesson. Yeah, what, what
2: am I going to use it for? Yeah, That yeah. is the last thing. Well, actually, it's the first thing you want to hear from them. Right, It's yeah. the last thing you want them to think. Yeah, You know, yeah. Let, let them say, oh, here's what you use it for. And then you give yeah. them a good reason. Yeah. Otherwise, you shouldn't be teaching it.
3: Sure. totally. Totally. <laughs>
1: So so so. Tell me more about practice warriors. Like, is it is it videos? Is it lessons? Is it like membership thing? Like, like tell me just Uh, more about practice warriors. Do you have
0: a? uh, I believe you have some kind of promotional sort of uh, video for it. Right. As much
2: as it would have been so cool for the three of us to get up and jam and play one of my tunes. Yeah. I did just bring the video. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And basically, the video is is what we show. People who just signed up for the membership site. Yeah. Because we want people to to become a member and then not get lost in, you know, interviews and the musicianship videos and all these things. We we go look, here's what you should do. Yeah. You're a new member, here's how you want to do it. And so I I think I cut out the three minutes where I brag about myself. You know, <laughs> it, I just it, it just basically talks about the uh, the, the 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 site. Cool. The site is basically basically everything we've been talking about yeah. is what inspired me to build this. Yeah. And with the help of my amazing wife, who made everything look good, as she does. Um, she makes you look good, man. You, know, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> um, you know, you know <laughs> creating graphics and helping with all the filming and videography and promotion and everything. It's a, a total thing, right, as, as you. we've done with everything in our career together. Excellent. Um, but the, the site is basically for people who they just, they're just missing something. Yeah. You know, I love music. I want to get better, but I'm just not getting better. And yeah. there's too many things to learn. I don't know what to do. I truly believe Practice Warriors is the missing link, because it's not what you're practicing. It's how you're practicing. How are you moving forward with new information, being able to organize it, set goals, and be able to monitor your progress. Rather just, oh, I think I'll practice today, or I did this yesterday, what did I do? And to be truly organized. So the centerpiece of the site is a 14-unit master class, which we've talked about during this interview psychology of practicing. What do you practice? When do you practice? Where do you practice? How often? How long do you practice? How do you chart your progress? When do you use a metronome? Yeah, like, yeah. what happens if you get off your practice ritual? Yeah. Everything you need to know about practicing is in the master class. And we have a workbook that goes along with it. And you got to do assignments. They're short. It's like a 15, 20-minute class each. And you basically learn... How to practice Cool Once you learn that's awesome There's hundreds of what we call Again, musicianship videos That are basically These little lessons Yeah And some lessons You can watch one video And work on it for three months Yeah Like, oh, that's cool So we haven't been reading The, um, not theory yet But it's coming Uh Scales, theorem <laughs> Reading Chords and arpeggios Dynamics Yeah Would you guys know Real important Rhythm and timing Yeah Um, also, um, we have these incredible interviews that you guys saw a little part of. We interview the top session musicians in the world. So like I said, we're going to be interviewing Victor Wooten, and Steve Bailey. Um, basically people who've played with everyone from Thelonious Monk to Rihanna. Yeah. (laughs) And all we ask them about is their process.
3: Yeah.
2: How did you get over your challenges? What gave you the most stress? Yeah. How do you practice today? So there's a membership forum where people could ask fellow members stuff. So there's like a community that you could plug into, and then finally we have these monthly live Q and As. So any question you want to ask about practicing, you can ask me live in real time. Yeah, and we answer
0: it. This is. This is a great idea, and I I just think you're doing a wonderful thing. And uh, why don't we uh, take it away with that video so we can see exactly what it's all about.
2: Take it away, Jim. (laughs) So let me take you around the site so you can take full advantage of all that we have to offer. The first thing you should do is to start our Practice Warriors Masterclass. This 14-unit cornerstone of our site will literally teach you everything about how to practice efficiently and effectively and actually have fun doing it. We've taken all of the best practice methods in the world and consolidated it all just for you. There's a lot of great content on our site, but I would recommend doing the Masterclass first before you check out the other amazing features. Once you've completed the Practice Warriors Masterclass, I encourage you to explore the other amazing elements of the Practice Warrior experience. You've got the Rockstar Q&A videos. These are interviews with some of the best musicians and educators in the world. You can discover what motivated them, what frustrated them, and how they got to the level they're at. They'll give you incredible insight as to how you can dispel false myths, gain confidence, motivation, and drive and inspire you to become your new favorite musician. This is the only place in the world where you can see musicians of this caliber talking specifically about practicing and improving their skills. New interviews will be added regularly, and you'll never know who will sit down with us next. As I said earlier, you're joining a community, and you can keep up with your fellow musicians and your new mentors by checking in with our Practice Warriors Assemble Forum. This is where you can chat with your fellow warriors, get some inspiration, ask any lingering questions you've ever had about improving your skills, and hang out with your new friends. One of the most interesting thing about Practice Warriors is that this site is not instrument specific. That means we get the opportunity to demonstrate and teach you universal musical skills that all musicians should learn, but most sites don't even talk about. You've learned how to play something, cool. How can you play it faster? How can you play it more uniquely? How can you improve your timing, your rhythm, your reading, your overall knowledge of music? How can you continue to improve your attitude about practicing? How can you get the most up-to-date practice hints, tips, and suggestions, see tons of bonus videos, it's all in the section of the site that we call Musicianship. These brief, fun videos will give you insight, tangible exercises, and other ways to continue your improvement. And if that's not enough, I invite you to join me and other members of the Practice Warriors team for a bi-monthly Practice Warriors live Q&A session. You and your fellow warriors can ask me questions in real time about all things music. You'll find the schedule for these regular sessions on the site. What happens if you can't make the live sessions? No problem. You can submit any questions in advance, and I'll make sure to get to them. We'll post the video here on our site for you to watch whenever it's convenient for you. In fact, we'll have a library of all the live Q&A sessions you'll have access to so you'll never miss a chance to get more insight into improving your musical skills all of these benefits are available to you on demand for as long as you are a practice warrior again thank you so much for joining us here as a practice warrior if you have any questions at all please don't hesitate to contact our team We want you to have the best experience possible and not miss out on a thing. Thank you so much. And now I invite you to begin our Practice Warriors Masterclass. We'll have a primer video for that as well. Enjoy.
1: All right, guys. So this week we have a a new sponsor. Um, It's uh, Bach Middle School of the Arts, and they're having an event called Fall in Love with Bach. Uh, Bach Middle School of the Arts is uh, inviting the community, interested parents and prospective students to come and learn about and experience the unique arts program at Bach MSOA. There's three different sessions to choose from, and each one will highlight student performances as well as featured art areas in the state-of-the-art facilities that they have there. They have three programs for this. This is on Saturday, October 8th. Um, the first program is Strings and Band. The second one is Dance, Visual Arts, Vocal, and Piano. And the third one is Communications and Theater. Uh, you can purchase tickets at MSOAF dot eventbrite.com that's msoaf dot com and if you're watching instead of listening i'll have that on the screen for you to uh to follow um so yeah check out uh check out bach middle school of the arts and fall in love with bach
0: so many people i know so many young musicians have uh that i've taught over the years have gone through bach and it's a, it's a great school it's it really an
1: absolutely is. amazing school my uh, my daughter went there and uh and now she's moved on to, uh, to the High School of the Arts, and um, it, it is an absolutely amazing program. Um, no doubt about it. My, uh, my sister does the, uh, she's the executive, uh, executive director of the foundation um, right. for Bach, you know, raising money for, uh, for you know, different instruments and programs and things like that. And I'm always trying to get involved and help them out with stuff. So this is going to be uh, an amazing night. So Saturday, October 8th, fall in love with Bach. Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar & Grill. It's a
0: biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US 1, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year, R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any, any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Burnsy the chef does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Sequester and. You should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it. And um, I was a part of helping set the place up. And um, I'm a huge fan. And you should, anyone who is interested in biker bars, or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Route. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Sea Grape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's a it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It's uh, has a kind of an effect, which is I guess a kind of a slightly warming effect, and uh, just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of Carver Bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing, and some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type ones. It's, it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop, or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there, if that's your jam, or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... uh Yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast, so thank you very very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Route Carver Bar. 561 Music is brought to you by Live Music Community. It's the place that we're recording this podcast in right now. It is a school, but it's also a recording studio and a live streaming venue and we can do all sorts of different things here if you have any kind of project that you're trying to get off the ground then we can film you and help you put together an epk and record a demo for you we can even record you know full albums if, if you want we have all the resources here we have a green screen so you can do interesting music videos and stuff like that and some great equipment some really nice black magic cameras and proper recording equipment but really the thrust of the place is that it is a school so um the main thing that we do is help young musicians from you know as young as five to really all the way through to adults but we focus mainly on, on the young people and we help them learn what it's like to be in a band so we get them together and um teach them all of So individual lessons, but also in groups. And when we teach them in the groups, it's not just a question of of teaching them how to play a whole load of covers. We help them learn how to write their own songs. We encourage them to make merchandise. We teach them the things that could go wrong when they're at a, a gig. And all of the little things that you wouldn't necessarily think of that go into what it's like being in a band and how to be a band and how to be professional and it's great we've seen great success with these kids they play fantastically and i think not only is it a a good thing to for people who want to be in a band just the life skills that go along with it in terms of working as a team and the courage to stand up in front of people to do something are invaluable and we you know we see these kids grow into amazing young adults. We've had a wonderful time doing this and really enjoy it. Justin, who runs the place, Justin Hucker, is a really inspirational leader of of young people, I have to say. And and I, I really enjoy seeing him work with them. And uh, I'm proud to be one of his members of staff. We have, uh, it's um, Yaz and, um, and me and, and Justin and Mike Scott and Corey and Ryan are currently um, the members of the team. And we cover all the instruments. Um, a few of us are multi-instrumentalists, and then we have Ryan, who pretty much focuses directly on drums. We've got pretty much everything across the board when it comes to teaching you how to be in a band, teaching you how to play your instrument. And, yeah, so that's, that's Live Music Community. Come by and check us out. We are at... Nine zero nine one North Military Trail, um, number eight in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida three three four one zero. So if you're heading from West Palm Beach north on Military Trail, you, as soon as you go past North Lake on your left, just tuck into the first uh, the first little plaza there on your left, and it's in the corner. Come and see us if you, if you just want to come and have a look around. We're open from about two p.m. to about. That's, you know, about around eight or nine or, um, most days of the week. And then there's usually someone hanging around here on, on weekends too. So anytime you want to swing by, just uh, come and see us. Uh, or if you want to give us a call, look us up online. Just write live music community and all of our details are there. The number is five six one nine five one 951
1: Thank you very much. Well, that was a fun video, yeah. And uh, yeah, so our last uh, our last sponsor there was uh, Live Music Community, where we're uh, filming right now. This beautiful studio, so it's amazing. seeing it, isn't it? isn't right? it? Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. Justin's done such a great job. Um, so, seeing as uh, as it was Live Music Community, and uh, and you know, especially with your site, Practice Warriors, do you have any uh, any words of wisdom or advice for young musicians that are uh, just getting going?
2: You know, I'm going to erase the word young. Okay. Yeah. And just say musicians. Yeah, fair enough. Because, again, um, it's the same thing. In fact, sometimes I think the youngins have it a little bit easier than the adult folks yeah. who come into learning music with some, some bit of baggage. You know, some challenges, yeah. some, some failures that they've had. Failures, again, just opportunities. Um, and just say, um, one, just get started. Yeah. Find an instrument that you love the sound of. I always loved the sound of of the bass. You know, I just love that low, even low guitars, like Barracuda yeah, from Har. Yeah. You know, as a kid, I was like, ooh, Barracuda. And yeah, just yeah. hearing that sound again, I thought it was this. Yeah. And it just, it spoke to me. And yeah. so whatever speaks to you, try to play it. Yeah. Find a good private teacher that is a huge thing we promote with Practice Warriors. It's very challenging to learn an instrument on your own. Um, so if you can get someone who can really show you how to get from A to B, yeah, huge. Yeah, that person's got to be someone, and we we actually have a whole unit on ch- how to choose your teacher. Right. But no, basically, they got to be able to play. Yeah. They got to be able to teach. Yeah. It's two different things, and you've got to have a vibe with them. You've that's got to so trust them because you're going to be very um, uh, fragile with them. You're going to yeah. be very uh, open. Yeah. You know, um, and so th- that that's an intimate relationship. Yeah. And so if sure. you're with someone that you don't trust, you you don't like, it's gonna it's gonna clamp down on your learning process. It brings you
0: closer. It's almost like having a therapist in a way. You know, like absolutely. It, yeah.
2: One hundred percent. And I think again. Trusting in the process, knowing that if I do this, it will work and totally giving yourself permission to suck and knowing that it's going to take time and to get rid of any kind of a time timeline. Oh, and I thought it'd be so much better. Well, you're not. (laughs) So that was unrealistic. Let's let's just drag it out. Don't worry about it. And and to look back on past successes. Whether it was, oh, I just played my C major scale, or I just played the the G chord. Every little success you make, celebrate it, look back on it, because you're going to need it. Because you're going to get your ass kicked (laughs) again in the next
0: thing. Yeah, that might be, um, that's one of the many things that you've said today that I think is something that I guess I knew, but I hadn't really kind of crystallized in my mind that those past how important those past successes are like the reason why I think you know I might have a chance at learning the hurdy-gurdy is because of you know I've had success doing other instruments and and so I'm like oh and I know it's just going to take work you know that's what it's going to take and I know that because that in the past that's been my experience isn't yeah. that amazing yeah it's yeah, yeah.
2: really that kind of mentality that opens up all possibilities in your life yeah I never would have started practice Warriors with Christina and think, hey, we could create this global worldwide musical community or even our origin story here in Florida of moving from Los Angeles and moving to a place in the country where we knew no one yeah. and starting a music school and we cut the tape with the Chamber of Commerce. And we had two students, yeah. a six-year-old kid and an 84-year-old blind man right. who wanted to play guitar. <laughs> I mean, like you start getting ballsy yeah. and thinking, well, shoot, if I can make this piece of wood or this thing with a reed sound good, what else can I do? Yeah. It's just incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, could you? T- um, seeing as we were just watching uh, the, your promotional video, is there anything else you would like to say about practice warriors that we haven't already covered?
2: You can sign up with a 14-day free trial.
0: There you go. <laughs> no,
2: actually we really wanted to do that because yeah. we want people to well we wanted to keep the cost low because originally we were going to sell the everything sort of individually. Hey, you want to take the class? 300 bucks. You want to do this? 200 bucks. But we just felt like let's just get as many people involved as possible. Yeah. So it's it's 19.99 a month or 199 per year. It's less than the cost of one lesson, one half hour lesson, yeah, yeah. less than that. And we wanted because when you think of music and online stuff, there are tons of people who teach music. Yeah, here's how you play a scale, yeah. here's how you play this. Here, we don't do any of that. We do right. not teach you how to play your instrument. You have to sort of know how to make a noise, right. on your instrument. But once you do that, you need to learn how to practice
3: Yeah,
2: I don't again me at that school I had everything I needed yeah. to be a world class musician but I was floundering right. I had to learn how to organize things keep myself driven and be successful yeah. and that's the, the thing we found that was totally missing Yeah, there was no sites or books or anything that deals specifically with
0: practicing yeah absolutely What's a hell of a concept i
1: mean everybody tells you practice 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 but nobody tells you how to do it what does it mean yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) no there's so much truth in that it's crazy (laughs) yeah it's crazy because everybody literally literally every single music teacher will tell you practice 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 like that's all you hear yeah and then you go home and you're tired from work
2: you don't have a place set up in your house to practice yeah that's like after we get rid of the psych- – after we deal with the psychology, that's unit four. Yeah. Where are you going to practice? Because if you don't have a space in your place, yeah, you won't practice. Yeah. And if your guitar or your saxophone or your trumpet is in the case, you ain't going to play it. Yeah. So we th- just – these things where like most of our our members, you know, they reach out to us and they go – I can't believe how obvious
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: everything you're saying is, yeah. and yet, that makes total sense.
1: That's a valid challenge, though, because, like, okay, with the stand-up bass, we're not talking about, you know, harmonica here. I mean, this that's thing, right. it's huge, it's heavy, it's cumbersome, it's in the case, it's a pain in the ass to pull out of the case and everything. To be honest with you, most of the time, if I'm not out playing it, it's in the case, in the back of my truck. That's right. I don't even take it out, which is a big no-no with the wood. But anyways. <laughs> Especially but, right in South Florida. <laughs> yeah. But it sits in the back of my truck. Like, on a rare occasion, if I bring it in the house, like, I bring it in, like, like stick it in a corner somewhere, like, in my, you know, I have a music room at home. I'll even stick it in the corner of the music room or in my art room, my studio. Um, You know? it. But in the case. So, yeah. Practicing, for me, is like, it's 10, 15 minutes just, just to get this thing and, but do you and know- set it up and, you know... I've actually, cons- when, actually considered. Well, I actually considered getting getting uh, one of those like those, one. those electric electric. Oh, I had one of those. Okay. it. they're real it. thin. So cool. I actually yeah, yeah, considered yeah. getting one of those because yeah. I could keep it in my music room, yeah. just always set up, and I could yeah. just walk over to it and start playing. Well, let, me, let me
2: tell you something. So many people, they, they, if their instrument isn't in their face, they won't practice it. Yeah. The first thing you can do, and I know it's a pain because it's a big old instrument.
1: Put it on a stand and just leave it Put there.
2: Put it on a stand and yep. it will look at you.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and it'll it'll give you the sting guy a little bit. Like, why aren't you playing me? Yeah. But then it'll also invite you. And, you. and you know what? We talked with Derek Phillips. Uh, he's playing with, he's a drummer with Brett Eldridge, Hank Williams Jr. and like yeah. 15 other people. And he says, I have like little practice pads around. John Wesley, guitar player for Vertical Horizon, played with Porcupine Tree for many years. Yeah. He's like, dude. We interviewed him at in his house. He's like, "I got guitars everywhere," yeah. and I'm like, watching TV with my son. I'll just play a little bit. It's not real practicing, but he's got his the time I tell people that, all, time. Tell
0: people that all the time. I'm like, if you're sitting watching TV, sit there with a the guitar in your hand. It's I tell, better like, yeah. than nothing. Yeah,
2: you don't want to really do that when you're practicing, but if, if you if you it's it's like anything in life, you just got to get off the couch. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you get off the couch, you will do something. Because you're off the couch, right? So as soon as you... That's why one of the things we say in the master class is just practice for 20 minutes. Just try to get 20 minutes. Come up with four topics, five minutes each. Do 20 minutes. Because I know damn well, as soon as you play an instrument, if you start being engaged, which you will, it'll be an hour.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's
2: just getting off the couch. So your first assignment...
0: Hector, <laughs> is I, I know it's a pain because that instrument
2: is a pain. Take it out of the truck, take it out of the case, deal with it, put it on your stand,
1: and just see. I can't even tell you how many happens. times I've actually thought about that. Yeah. Where, where, um, I mean, I have a corner for it and everything, and I can't tell you how many times I've thought to myself, like, I should just take it out of the case and set it up on the stand at at the end of like. I think I have you know several gigs you know in a row of the yep. weekend, but then like Sunday comes right. and I'm not playing. Just take it out of the case, set it on the stand, and leave it there for the week. Because yeah. maybe I'll walk by and actually play it for five minutes. Yeah. One of
0: my big promises to myself um, in, in the last few years, since I've kind of made this little bit of a turn around in my life, is to always bring my instruments in and 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 like set one of them up somewhere. I, I yeah. do that now, and 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 that it's helpful for sure. You know, it,
1: it's, it's funny though because I have I have. Um, way more bass guitars than I actually one human being even needs but I have all my bass guitars in my music room all hanging on on hooks across the whole and I, I don't even keep them in the cases or anything and I yeah. and I do periodically walk past one and pick it up and play it for 10 minutes you know like yeah. so there is some truth to that yeah there <laughs> absolutely I think the
2: thing is too is is to be, for for guys like you you know, you guys are different than someone, like, than most of the practice warriors. Yeah. You know, um, these are folks who really just want to have music in their lives and, and enjoy it. You guys are professional musicians. I'm going to keep saying it to you. And,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm going to get a T-shirt that says but, it. Right?
2: But it's all, <laughs> I mean, like an arrow up you know, <laughs> Professional musician. But But a lot of your practicing is going to be a bit different. A lot of maintenance and song learning and yeah. getting things down. So, but if you come up with, you know, one or two sort of goals like I want to accomplish this and you schedule time in your day to do it and yeah. be and be, you know, and do it. Yeah. You'll start to create like a like a ritual. Yeah. And if you stick with it for between 3 and 4 weeks, we we have a 30-day challenge yeah. for practice works. Can you practice every day? For 30 years. Because that's how
0: long it takes to change a habit, isn't it? That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. sci-
2: they say. So what happens is, is once you do something for that long consistently, then you, um, then when you don't do it, there's something inside you that gets a little wigged. Like like when you don't brush your teeth and you're like, oh, I didn't brush my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, like something's missing in your life, you know? So that's a huge, huge part of it, you know? And the... The everyday consistency, because we play physical instruments. Yeah. So you can't just practice twice a week, because if you practice on Monday, and then you don't practice until Thursday, your body's got to relearn everything it did, especially if it's new stuff. If you just do 20 minutes, but yet you do it every single day, you get compounded learning. Yeah. And your body remembers it. So you get that sort of aha moment like you had with slap, but instead of maybe months, it might just take
0: weeks. Can That's why count? it was so much better after you come off tour, you know, because you've just been yeah. bam, bam, bam. Can you, know? you
1: count? So can you count like, I mean, it, you're saying, you know, every day for 30 days, whatever, whatever length that is, 20 minutes a day, whatever it is. Um, if, if I'm playing like every Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, wherever, can I count those days is, so or, or I, do I have to practice on those days as look,
2: well? Look, anything is better than nothing. But for me – Practicing is the advancement of your skills. Okay. To expand your music musicality. So really, it should now again. Sometimes it's. Okay, I got to practice, but I got to learn ten songs. So, that's not going to make you. Necessarily a better player, you'll know more songs. Maybe it will. Um, but it's all good. It
1: depends on yeah, the song. Man.
2: Yes. <laughs> and there's I mean, a lot of bands I, I play with, I ha- if which I, I was not good enough to play in, and it. Raise my musicality, yeah. but to your direct question, I would say if you want to be serious about it, go. You know, okay, I got a gig tonight. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Let me just run this or that or work towards yeah. your goal. The important thing too is to do, do the same things every day. Okay. Yeah. You know, don't don't do one thing one day and another thing. Do the same things.
1: So same same. Instrument, even for, for example, well, like, like well, because I because
2: topics, you know, so like we were just talking about modes, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you, no, no, that's no, okay. But like, so you learn the Dorian or like your major scale and moving it around,
1: I next. think we were talking about the fallopian scale,
2: the, yes, the crap, the, the, the demolished yeah. scale. <laughs> um, I actually said that in a lesson once, I said, Is it the demolished scale? <laughs> I never heard the end of it. Um, <laughs> but you go, okay, I'm gonna work on the Dorian scale. Get rid of mode. And so you go. Okay, every day I'm going to work on this. I'm okay. Play it. I'm gonna. Now, what does that mean? So for you, it might mean I'm gonna play it on the E string. am gonna play it on the A string. I'll play it on G. I'll play it on this. And it always means I'm going to not just run it, but I'm going to play with it. Yeah. And those backing tracks are the greatest thing in the world. So you play over it. So you do that. Now, maybe you get bored with G Dorian. So you all got to play be doing it today yeah. or um, so you just kind of keep a similar topic so they by the end of two weeks you're like dude i got this yeah i didn't want to do it and now i got it
0: yeah just what else ch- is there? chipping away at the
1: yeah exactly
2: success breeds success
1: but what yeah. if and i mean these are like crazy questions i'm asking you but <laughs> what if I okay so right now i 'm trying to learn how to bow on my bass, so that 's something I would want to practice you know every day obviously for the next ten years because yeah. it 's that hard um but unfamiliar but it's unfamiliar but um but I'm also wanting to step up my harmonica game so would I maybe practice bass today harmonica tomorrow no. bass, or I, I do two twenty minute sessions each <sighs> each one is twenty or two, minutes. Th-
2: look just practice so if you if you're like i'm only doing twenty do ten and ten, whatever you have to do. The everyday thing yeah. is the yeah. most important because it is building the consistency. If you if you don't practice at all, and then all of a sudden you go, okay, I'll do twenty minutes a day, ten and ten. Well, at the end of the week, you did seventy minutes. Yeah. On each instrument.
1: The nice thing about the harmonica is you can do it in the car, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. and you can get creative. And I, and with I can that. play along with music that's on the radio. And look <laughs> with with
2: bowing, no mean feat. So. Get a good private instructor, yeah. yeah, get get that going, dedicate, you know, a couple months to that. Or you can always, you know, go take a lesson, be dedicated to practice, go back maybe in two or three weeks, take another one. The, the problem with certain students, they'll go, well, can I do lessons every other week? Yeah. And I go, no, because you're not going to practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then you're just, you're going to be where you should be last week, sure. this week.
0: I want to, uh, most of my, uh, well, not most of, uh, quite a lot of the adult students I have, it's at a point where their lessons is is pretty much the only practice they're getting. No matter how much I'm, I tell them, you know, you've got to figure out some kind of regimen. Uh, but then, you know, I will say to them, though, that it is better than nothing we're just going to sit here for the lesson and practice right. you know like because you know, uh, and that's what i'll do if someone if someone hasn't done any practice that week whatever we were doing the last week i just make them play it for yep. 40 minutes you yep. know <laughs> i don't teach them anything new i just right? like let's go you know
2: yeah and it's better than nothing yeah, yeah. you know it's so funny how sheepish certain people could be like I'm so sorry. I didn't practice. No, no. I'm like, why are you apologizing to me? Exactly. I'm, I'm so good. Exactly. <laughs> he exactly. You didn't take me down. Yeah. And I look, and and some people would say I almost didn't come in today, and I go, well, I'm so glad you did because we'll just do it again. Yeah. And we'll reinforce it. Look, music is there for what you want it to be. Sure. If you want to come in for a weekly therapy session and noodle on your guitar and that's the end of it, or flute, or whatever. No problem. Yeah. Um, If you want to advance, then it's going to require effort. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be Herculean. We can come up with a strategy, move forward with it. But look, I taught practicing strategies to my students in Los Angeles. I never taught it when I owned a music school. I didn't have time. Yeah. Okay. You have thirty minutes. You're like, okay, we're gonna get done with this, this, and so that's. You know, Mister Practice Warrior.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
2: know, once in a while, I'd be like, okay, this is what you should do, and I would dispense bits of advice. Yeah. But it is challenging to do. Again, that was the impetus of yeah. starting a site. Like, you guys show them what; we'll show them how. Yeah, great. And everything will be cool.
0: So, um, we we always ask our guests this, and, it's, and and with you, it's particularly funny. Do you practice? Hell no. <laughs> 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 No. It's for
3: losers, <laughs> for suckers. Oh god.
2: No, absolutely and the funny thing is, that was a joke by the way. Yeah. The the amount of practicing and the consistency sort of depends on your on what's going on as a professional musician. Yeah. So I went through 10 years of practicing like most people Right, you know when something was coming up, yeah. or my teacher would give me something, and I would do the bare minimum
1: the so, night before, exactly,
2: <laughs> or, or in the the waiting room.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I, many times I'm sitting there trying to work it out. Um, but when I learned how to practice, that that set me up on a trajectory.
3: Right. So
2: there comes a time. If you admire a musician, there will be what we call wood shedding periods, yes, yeah, sure. where they've spent three months, six months a year just crushing it yeah. That's where the term woodshed comes from I'm going in the woodshed, yeah, yeah. I'm not coming out until I'm great,
0: yeah, yeah. and so
2: when you 're shedding on something it's intense. Practice. Yeah. And like so, where
0: Coltrane you, learned all those harp scales, you know, just lock yourself away and just lock go. yourself away and <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, and yeah.
2: you come out your fully formed musical self. Yeah. And so, then yeah, you can't really do that forever. The only person I've ever met that practices six, seven, 10, 12 hours a day is a drummer named Virgil Donati. Right. Look him up. He's an Australian drummer. The guy's like a human octopus. Right. Most of us. Don't do
0: that you yeah. know what i mean yeah, so, how how long how much um what part of your day and what time do do you practice
2: so it's basically w- like anchored to daily rituals right that's one of the secrets of sticking to your practicing yeah. so for me, practicing is when I get up, okay, okay well, not right when I get up because yeah. i you know in fact, we have a whole unit on this is that i go i i get up i Immediately go into a room and stretch. Yeah. I do my yoga. I do my stretching. If I'm going to lift weights, I do that. Right. I get that out of the way. I'll have breakfast. That is practice done. Nice. So everything is anchored. Yeah. I had to anchor the stretching in the morning because otherwise I didn't want to do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. But,
2: so we say to people, what is it something you do every day? You wake up, you have breakfast, Yeah, you, you get dressed, you go to work, you come home from work, yeah. you watch TV, you have dinner, you brush your teeth. So find some time in the day. Yeah, that was my thought with, with the
0: work thing is that, you know, I come to work three days a week and I'm sitting to a practice room. I'm like, I'd be insane not to utilize this. So you know, for, yeah.
2: and that's another cool thing. It doesn't have to be the same time every day. Yeah. yeah. So on the days you're here, that's when you do it. When yeah. You're not here. You would do it some other time. Yeah. So. For for all throughout my career, there were periods of shedding, periods of maintenance, and periods of preparation. Yeah, And that's what the the practicing would be about. Lately, my practicing has been um, editing videos yeah. and <laughs> preparing for video lessons and stuff. Yeah. So practicing will take on – so I haven't been doing a lot of practicing where I'm improving my skills. Right. Basically – Maintaining and preparation, probably consolidating
0: too, because you have to do it in such a um, clear and concise way when you make a video that you know. Well,
2: I play piano and guitar, yeah. So I have, to, so I want to demonstrate it yeah. on those three instruments. And yeah. We have videos where we have trumpet players and sax players, and we have a whole section for drummers, yeah, you know, great, like dozens. So I try to demonstrate everything I can on those three instruments because most instruments understand the piano. For us guitar and bass people, we don't. So I'll usually go, All right, for everyone, here is how you do it on keyboards. Now you can apply it to your instrument. All right, for my guitar players, let's.
3: Right, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. This is how yeah. we do
2: it. So, and you know, it's not realistic to practice every single day. So you also have to have strategies for taking time off. Yeah. And for um, if you get off your your schedule. Yeah. And instead of going, oh, I haven't practiced in a week, I suck, just go, let's get right back on it. Yeah.
1: So, but what is your recommendation for, like, you're saying anchor it to something in your particular case, you get up, you do your stretching, your yoga, and then you practice. Um, But in a case like mine, um, which is the case for a lot of people, I don't have any kind of consistent schedule in my life, and that and that is in part um, because I'm self employed. I'm you know, part musician and part artist, and so and part you know, awesome. And yeah,
2: <laughs> I think uh, he's awesome. But,
1: but there's some days, you know, there's some days that I get up and I don't have a whole lot going on. Right. Um, you know, but there's other days like this week, for example. You know, Monday, Tuesday, and most of today, um, I was working on a mural project. So I was I was up at you know 5:36 o'clock in the morning I was on site by 7 and I didn't get home till 11 12 o'clock at night from from the job site you know there's no consistency in that schedule and so um, it's hard for me to say. I'm going to anchor that to this because there's there's probably nothing. I mean, other than shower and brush my teeth and you know eat well, a, a milk. Everyone there's,
0: gets up at a certain point and Everyone goes to bed at a certain point. Right. Oh, but, but actually,
2: actually, Hector brings up such a great point, and I've got an answer for you because we thought of
3: this. It <laughs> so in in
2: our in our membership site, we we have people download a, um, a practice log. It's like the it's like the ultimate tool. For someone who wants to get better, write down what you're practicing so you can monitor your progress. But a key element of the practice log is a weekly schedule. Okay. So you look at your weekly schedule. We literally have it written down, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., I'm not practicing at 6 a.m. And we have all these times written down. And so you look at your week ahead and you go, okay, Tuesday, you know, I've got... What is it, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, I got this whole thing, and then I got this podcast.
1: I got this This guy coming in, and The gotta, podcast, you know, so we, we got to talk <laughs> So it's
2: like, so, okay, you're not going to practice that day. Okay. No, the sky will not fall. Practice tomorrow. <sighs> what am I supposed to do? Schedule it. What does th- Thursday look like this week?
0: You are Every- good at scheduling. Everybody
2: not- know. I heard that about you.
1: I yeah, yeah, yeah. juggle He'd, so many things. If there's, what yeah. Ben always says, uh, "What I don't know, something done. Give it to a busy. Yeah, person? if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So he gives me everything. You, <laughs> you, so you've
2: got to get this self worth that your musicality is worth. Your investment, yeah. like you actually can do it. You're you're making time for all this other stuff. You can make time for yourself in your musical advancement. But that is such a great question and such a great challenge you proposed to me because you're right. A lot of times you look at a week and just go, but you can find 20 somewhere. And if one day is full on, great. Do it the next day and just pop in 20. It's, It's again, conditioning. Yeah. It's It's just like Pavlovian's dog, you know, ring a bell, give me a treat. And so if you condition yourself to practice, you will be driven because you'll miss it. And that's why we say try to do it every day. Like
0: the gym, you know, you start getting like that with the gym too.
2: Dude, the gym, same thing. It's like, you know, so many people, they get the gym membership, but they never go. Yeah. But they will hold on to the gym membership. That's
1: too. totally not me. Be-
2: because they, because <laughs> as long as they have the membership, they're still in the game. As long as they take lessons with you, they're still in the game. Right, yeah. I've had people take lessons for me for a decade and never practiced. Yeah. But they And I would have, like, you know you should, and here are some, I'm happy with this.
3: Yeah.
2: You go, okay. Because that is what gives them happiness. Right. So if you look at your weekly schedule... You can find twenty minutes, sometimes more, hopefully more. But you schedule it, and you got it. every week can be different, every day could be different.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely inspirational talking to you. Yeah, I can't real. tell you how much I've enjoyed this episode, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna plug the hell out of it because I think that everyone who I know who's a musician should listen to this episode. There is just is littered with like actual genuine knowledge and gems. So thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, Christopher. I've you really are, enjoyed your it. Your you guys are amazing. Yeah. I yeah, appreciate thank it. you. You got um, anything
1: coming up?
2: Uh you know what? We are just full on focus on the site. The funny thing is, we started this project at the end of twenty nineteen. It yeah. took us maybe um maybe a year to To create it. Yeah. We beta tested the master class to 50 musicians, music students, educators from all over the country. They said this was great. This sucks. Fix this. Do this. So we reshot the whole thing. Oh, wow. Uh, Yep. Did all the interviews. We have almost 50 rock star Q&As in the queue. We have all these musicianship videos that we're, we're, we're doing. and But the site has really only been live for like the past six months. Yeah. Nice. So for us, it's been like, I can't wait to share it with the world. And yeah. so now we're sharing it. We're, we're, we're getting into the internet marketing and, and reaching out to people in, in different platforms and schools. And we're just so excited for, for, for people to understand this and to have this be part of their musical adventure. Yeah.
0: yeah wow. That's incredible. Um, so I, uh, yeah, is that? Um, I think all we've got left to do is just. Uh, w- where are we playing? Shamelessly plug Kilbillys. Yeah, yeah. So we've got. Uh, let's see what's going on. We've got at least got, three
1: shows. Friday night we're got O'Shea's. Two Saturday. We have yeah. three shows this weekend. We have O'Shea's on Friday night. Yeah. Then we are at uh, Sailfish Brewery in Fort Pierce Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. And then from there we're going to Meg O'Malley's in Melbourne Saturday night. Yeah. Whoa and then um sunday are you planning someone i also solo?
0: wanted to talk about um on uh, october 15th um bark back oh, yeah. is happening and absolutely um, i wanted to see if i could find a flyer for it and just quickly talk about it maybe you could splash one up on here because i feel like they deserve a little bit of a plug you know yeah yeah yeah, I'll, um, yeah I'll throw the graphic up yeah um let me see so here it is right um is this the one yeah so uh it's a wonderful event that they do every year it's put on by spread the dub put on by spread the dub and um jacqueline batcher and uh it's got a whole load of bands playing we um we got uh there's um a box out of reunion oh right? yeah yeah that's huge and, that's um, huge yeah yeah and a whole load of other bands but um I, you'll be able to see them on the graphic that goes yeah. up on the screen yeah
1: and all the um you know all the proceeds and everything um go to local animal shelter i think it's peggy adams if, yeah. if i'm not mistaken it,
0: yeah it's the one that um i know Jacqueline back just involved yeah. in yeah. um who is uh, Mick Rude from Spread the Dubs Mom. Yeah. and Mum? And they do a great job with it. The ba- it's always really, really good fun, and it's always busy. And it's you know a local music kind of thi- like our Five Six One Music Festival is yeah. like, boosting local music. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, there's really nothing that isn't positive about that event. Loads of great bands playing. Loads of our friends will be there. We're playing
1: it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be really fun. Where yeah, is I'm it? Looking forward.
0: Um, is this this year
1: uh, it is at um, is it the uh, it's at the park over in uh, Lake Worth, Bryant Park. Bryant Park.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it's gonna be pretty pretty big. What tonight. is that,
2: October twelfth, you said?
1: Fifteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and we gotta go.
0: We gotta go. Yeah, my uh, <clears throat> my dad is actually gonna be in town, so I think my oh, dad awesome. come. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my dad's going to be here for a week, and then my mom's going to be here the week after. It's really weird. It just ended up working out like that. But I get them one at a time, which is going That's nice. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So, all right. So, that, thanks, Christopher. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was,
2: absolutely. Good, Thank it. you for having yeah, me. It's been yeah. a wonderful time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, as usual, um, to all our listeners, and uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, et cetera, um, like, subscribe, go to 561music.com. Um, you can follow us on there we have sponsorship opportunities for the podcast you can also just you know send us money cuz you love us and we could use the money so yeah we can use it for all <laughs> sorts of things to make this podcast better to make the yeah. festival better you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Absolutely. absolutely and then uh, just one other thing i wanted to to bring up um we were talking to uh Danielle our, our social media girl today and uh we have this idea and she posted about it today so i just wanted to bring some attention to it um that uh you know since the inception of the podcast we have been all about um local bands playing original music and local artists playing original music, and we really wanted to shed a light on that. But I've been feeling lately like, not that we've been shunning cover bands, but I, I do feel like you know we're so hyper-focused on original music, original music, original music, and I, I, you know, we, I wanted, I just wanted to put a little spotlight on, on on the cover bands. There's a lot of really good cover bands here in town that are that are working musicians. I mean, hell, we're you know we're an original band that plays a lot of covers as well. And so, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of cover bands that are that are really really good locally, and they're they're working musicians, they're working bands, they're making money, you know, they're doing the thing, they're keeping people entertained. Yeah, so their livelihood and their lives. Yeah, yeah. So we had Danielle put a, a post up, and uh, basically um, we just wanna we just wanna you know. Give them a little bit of love, man. So, yeah. so we want to. If you're in a cover band, um, if you have some uh, some really cool, fun, uh, unique versions of cover songs that you've done, um, whether it's uh, an audio file or it's a video that if you're playing somewhere and it's a, and it's a cool, unique version of, of a cover song, send it to us. We want to yeah. start putting, uh, putting some social media stuff together with uh, with cover songs. So, absolutely, it's yeah. a great idea, man. Yeah yeah you're full of them aren't you yeah or it. This. i can't really i'm, I'm not full sure. i'm definitely i <laughs> of definitely full, full of it, it. Full of it. <laughs> yes all right
0: so yeah brilliant thanks chris yeah nice. cheers. yeah no, thanks no, no. a lot
1: i appreciate it and it was this was an amazing episode yeah yeah, it was oh, a lot of fun. Fun. yeah. thank you thank you talk about
3: it's what we're doing Check it out, it's what we're all about. Five, six, one, music!